What up, y'all? It's back with the Feedback Podcast, episode 182. And in this episode, uh, I bring back uh, Kimberly Scott and Alice Kerskio, uh Great guest. has been on the show many times before. And we kind of do a recap of the election uh, season, the coverage, uh, how, how we responded to it, uh, the whole voting movements and... You know, what if Trump wins? What if Biden wins? Uh, the debates, we kind of cover it all and brought some really good perspective that I honestly, you know, wasn't aware of. So overall, a great conversation. Uh, while you're at it, do me a favor. If you've been enjoying the show, I've been doing this for seven years. Uh, go and listen to the old one. But more importantly, leave a review on iTunes. It helps out uh, with the ranking and share with your friends. That would be great. And thank you so much for the support. And without further ado. Let's go. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and uh, this is a, I always say it's a special show, but, you know, it's always a special show. We got some returning champs in the building. We got Alex in the house. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing well, man. Doing well. Good. Good to, uh, it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a, a few. Minute. It's all good, yeah. though. And I'm glad you got a microphone and headphones. And hey, you sound yeah, you awesome. know. You, you know. sound good. I have to say it. Sorry. I have to say hey, all, all my money's been going to the wedding. So it's just like I got very little to spare to get the good stuff. So I, I splurge a little bit. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> and you love her. You hate her. You love, I think most people love her. We got Kim. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me again. Despite, oh, thank you. Despite having the haters. <laughs> I, everybody got haters. I think you got mostly lovers. So I think I got like three. Three haters or three lovers? Three haters. But I just tell myself that. Just three. <laughs> just three. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Whatever works. So uh of course we gotta talk about the election. I, I did a like a live uh like impromptu show uh on Tuesday night. Uh it was interesting. A lot of nothing happened. But uh I wanted <laughs> to get your you, you guys take on how did how did you experience the, the the days or the weeks leading up to election day? Like, was it intense for you? Were you worried? Were you did you not give a shit or what was it? I think a little bit of all of that for me. Like, it was all of it. Like all of that. Like every single emotion you could think of. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I di- I didn't think it was going to turn out like this though. I mean, this is one of those scenarios that you just like. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was just, it's going to be one or the other, and it was going to be like an outright thing. You wanted the other what? Like Joe Biden or Trump? Be, yes. Like, yeah, it was just going to be like Trump was just going to landslide it, or or Biden was going to win it. Like it was like like I was just, I wasn't thinking it was going to be like so split as it is. Mm. Like I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking it's like all one or the other. What do you think? So for me, uh, if you remember how passionate I was when we talked about yes, the one, yes, you were. Uh, I feel like I it played out how I felt like it would. I felt like what I said back then kind of stood true. That I thought Joe and and Kamala were not going to do with some landslide thing, like what you know people were kind of saying online. And then on Trump's side, I didn't think that either. I thought it would be really close. Um, I thought I thought it would be longer because I thought Trump would you know, have some tricks up his sleeve if he didn't feel like he was winning. So I kind of already expected that. But I will say one thing that I don't think anybody expected from me, or maybe some people did, I actually wasn't going to vote um, due to, and I won't go into the story because we don't need it, due to a personal thing, I felt like I couldn't vote for either. 
uh, just like personal, personal wise. And, Mm -hmm. um, I talked with my daughter and she made a pretty like firm stance on like how she felt about her rights and in the gay community and as a woman. And it really got me thinking and just, um, last minute just came through and really pushed me to like, go have a voice for her. And, and so Sinjin and I, we really showed up and we went and we voted and we got our stickers. So that was really interesting for me. I was going to go vote locally, but I just, I had a personal thing. And so after talking with her, I did more research and, and actually it showed me that, um, you know, this whole time I should have been really digging more deeper and not being such a brat that the person I wanted to be the candidate wasn't the candidate. So I was being a brat about it. And so, um, oh. Oh, you weren't alone in that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> my own immaturity, you know, I, I, I'm glad I caught up on um, by election day, but I mean, it could have, I mean, it could have gone badly. And I think that, uh, I wonder if that's played a role in how close things are. And I wonder if the democratic party is going to, you know, try to help resolve some gaps in mm-hmm. that. Um, because they almost lost, I mean, they lost a lot of votes because of that. And they almost lost, you know, me. But my daughter was like, hey, as she's 16, she's what? like, come on now, future. Um, yes, think about me. It's not all about you, mom. Exactly. It was so great. <laughs> it's my and, future uh, too. Yeah. And Sinjin and I, we actually felt, you know, we felt good. We felt like, oh, thank God we did our part. Of course, Texas didn't turn, you know, what we wanted it to. But no we way. showed up and we did our part, uh, at least to show up for the numbers. Um, so I've had all, all the mixed emotions this week too, just like Alex so, said. So you went on, you went on Tuesday. You didn't do any early voting. I did. Well, yeah, normally I do early voting or I do, you know, mail in, but Uh I I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go and vote for president anyway. So I was like, I know I can go somewhere local. And then I did go Tuesday. We had talked Thursday, so I knew I was going to go vote. It wasn't like last minute that day. Oh, okay. Three days before though. So, I mean, like, had she not spoken up in her stories, she wrote, she told me, mom, I understand why you can't go cast a vote for someone that you might worry has done something, uh, you know, to people in the past because of your history. I understand that. So she was really understanding. And mm-hmm. she put in her stories to any family member, though, that goes and cast a vote for Trump. Just know that, like, I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget that. That's going to hurt me because I'm a member, member of the LGBT community and a, and a female. And mm-hmm. um, when I read that, I was like, I need to talk to her. So I talked to her and my son and they both really just said, mom, it's your, your duty to really stand up and speak for us. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> you got lectured by your own kids. My own kids to go vote, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, cause you, you guys know I was a Bernie supporter. Um, I, I really had that kind of like, well, we need to give the democratic party a lesson because they get away with this every time. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. The, the, the thing is, it's like, it, it, I was talking about it with my uh, with my dad, uh, who's in Africa, who's watching this from Africa, just laughing, and well, laughing and, and kind of sad because all of his kids, most of his kids, are in the U.S. He's like, "Yo, I'm so glad I don't have the the citizenship. You guys have it. You guys are stuck over there." I'm like, "If he goes, if it goes really bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you guys back to Africa." I'm like, eh, "I don't know about that," but anyway, uh, he was saying that um, uh, the uh, oh shit! I just lost my point again. Ah, uh, we had just talked about like I wasn't going to vote, and my kids made me vote. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like when when you look at the the whole panel of of Democratic candidates, like when you had all the base and stuff, 
And then the idea that, oh, yeah, the best guy we could come up with is a, hundred, a guy who looks like he's 105, <laughs> who, who literally has brain farts and he, who goes into debates and then and like basically recites his scripts. And that's the best we got. And I can see how that's, that can be like uh, depressing when you think about how charismatic Obama was, how charismatic Clinton was. And here we have Grandpa Joe. Right. And I had to call Trump a sleepy Joe because, I mean, it, it's like he has no presence. And I think one of the reasons why people like Trump so much is because the man is full of shit, but he has charisma. Yeah. When he, when he talks, he talks with authority, whether he's lying or not, which most of the time he is, but he, he speaks, he's so powerful in the way he communicates, you know, simple words, uh, his vocabulary might have what, 50 words in it. It's incredible. It's tremendous. It's a disaster. It's great. It's, uh, you know, it's always the same stuff he says. Absolute words. Exactly. That, 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 and that, and whenever Trump talks, and I've heard this so many times, he leads most of the stuff with, I'm not a politician. Yeah. I'm different from those guys. Exactly. What is every single person that he's talking to? Not a politician. Yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, he ta- I'm he's, tap- he's, we're, he's we're tapped live into it. Watching us. So, Georgia is, not, is, is 49.4 for both. Biden has literally closed the gap to tie. And they have 99% of the votes in right now. This is crazy. Ooh, so, I just shit. want to throw that in. In case someone's yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, Carlin, get, give us some updates. Just CNN, Fox News. And yeah. NBC. Oh, watch out. At, Atlanta, Atlanta's about to be under the bus with Detroit and Philadelphia in a minute. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's at 64? Oh, no. See, okay. If you go this to is Google, the Associated Press. Associated yeah, Press so, has had Arizona called for Biden yeah. since Election Day. Even Fox News does. If you go to foxnews.com, they show Biden uh, with Arizona. Yeah, so, CNN right well, now. Well, just now saying that they're at 49.4 and they're tied at 99% in Georgia and then Pennsylvania is closing in as well. So, and that's John King, your favorite dude. Oh, we'll we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to John King. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philly. Come in with that vote, (laughs) Philly. Uh, Right here. No, uh, what was interesting to me is that, uh, so leading up to the election, I was like, you know, whoever's going to, whoever's going to win this thing has to like to dominate, um, the, the the narrative because you have somebody like Joe Biden who's just like, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm not Trump. That's my platform. I'm just not, I'm the opposite of Trump. Yes. Right. I'm a politician, 40 year, 40 plus year career and all those things, but at least I'm not that guy. And if you don't want that guy, I'm the guy you got to vote for. And I'm like, dude, you gotta understand that Trump's biggest, uh, strongest uh, asset is the fact that he can dominate the narrative every day. We got to talk about him from what he tweets to, you know, some shit he said, and he gets, you know, press conferences and he says crazy stuff and people cover him, whether right. it's in the news and in the late night comedy shows, it's, it's Twitter, it's everywhere. So I'm like, Joe Biden is not like charismatic enough or creative enough to even come up with content that people that will overpower what Trump has been doing. Cause that's what works. So I'm like, Leading up to November 3rd, if Joe Biden doesn't do anything, I don't know, 
I'll say crazy or entertaining or something that like, oh yeah, Joe Biden's in the race. It's not just Trump having three rallies a day all over the all over the country. I mean, I, 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 go ahead, Kim. Uh, Trump's strategy sort of actually worked in the way that you're talking is is this controlling the narrative because uh, a lot of people had a lot of questions about why Hispanic women and men, if like in Texas and areas like that, were were actually flipped over to Trump, right? And mm-hmm. so um, they didn't, no one understood uh, until they started finally getting the understanding. Trump was very smart in coming down to the rallies and saying, I'm not a socialist. Joe Biden is. And, and why Especially is that? Especially Miami, Miami-Dade County. Miami, 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 yeah, Miami-Dade and all, also down here in Texas. The reason that's important for anybody that might be watching, I know you guys are a little bit more up on it, but the reason that's important is that you have a lot of generations that have you know, come over from socialist, um, like uh, South American countries that are socialist Mm -hmm. countries and they were disasters. So in their minds, their parents left terrible countries that were, Mm -hmm. you know, socialist countries and they, that fear is what he played to. So when he said Joe Biden is a socialist, that's what they voted against. They were voting against something that they feared. And he, he's really good at that. And then also, you know, he with the African-American vote, he did the same thing by bringing every night of the Republican convention, he had another rapper on, he had another rapper show up uh, yes. for him. And so that makes people question, you know, if all of these people, these rappers and these celebrities are coming on, like, what is it that we're not missing? And they want to be like, it's that, that fear of missing out. What are, we, what are we missing that, you know, about Trump? And then with Biden, it, it was like the same thing, that, that crime bill narrative that Trump kept putting up the crime and his laptop this son's laptop like his son was running for office so you're exactly right like trump is where he is you know he i mean it's what i said back when i was talking you know if someone has to control the narrative too is what i was similarly talking to um i think that if there was a better strategy by the democratic party to get ahead of these narratives before we would see a bigger increase right now perhaps but mm-hmm. Trump was really good at getting, you know, out there. So that put him, you know, close. Hope, hopefully, and from my perspective, hopefully it doesn't work out. But uh, it put him close to where he's at. Everybody keeps saying, I'm so shocked that everything he did, people still voted for him. And it's like, I mean, a lot of white suburban moms didn't actually show up for Trump. It actually, it actually flipped a lot of, like, minorities in a lot of counties that were very shocking. So mm-hmm. it's a very good case study for a lot of politics going forward. So it always comes down to suburban white women. Every time John King will point at that at a county, like right here in the suburbs of Phoenix, in Maricopa, you have the suburban white women. This is who you want to go after. Blah 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 blah. Like ah, uh, here we go again. I don't know, man. I, I I like I get like back your point about Joe Biden not doing enough or being charismatic enough. But like, dude, he has the most votes out of any president that has ever ran. Like every any presidential candidate, Joe mm-hmm. Biden will go down in history until somebody beats him. He has accumulated the most votes out of any presidential case. He beat, he has more votes than Obama got in 08. Yeah, but you know, I mean, popular like, votes? Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten the most now. votes. He's gotten right. the most votes. And if he didn't get the votes, Trump would have had, Trump beat the record too. So that's another perspective we need to understand. Trump right. beat as well. So well, it was the turnout. It wasn't Biden. It's the turnout. It was well, yeah. people wanted to vote so much against Trump that they just chose a dude that was anybody but Trump. And that's what we have to put in perspective. The Democrats yeah. going forward or any party are going to have to put up higher quality c- 
pan, uh, candidates. Oh, they need to groom the next person now. There, there's going to have to be, yeah, Manchurian candidate or some shit, man. You got to get something. Oh, they're, because- they're, they're, they're out there. They're out there. Ooh. They just haven't, they just haven't stepped up yet. So no, that, you that level yet. I believe we've got some people. I no, you know, watch, watch that documentary. Uh, what's it called? The one with uh, AOC. Yeah. Yeah. You think they're, they're out next there. up? I know who you're they're saying. They're out there. You they're say out it. there. Okay, well, I'll it, check it out. I, don't, I just have no. A, a, AOC. I mean, come on, AOC. I she's. Believe, I believe she, it's possible. And she's it's, it's, they're they're out there. They're out there. Like the, the they're out there. It's just it's just the fact of. I mean, I've I've said this before. Donald Trump is the quintessential WWF heel. Yep. Like he's he's it. I mean. Hell, he's in the he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's let's just be honest with it. But I'm just saying, like he he's the he's the perfect heel character, and he gets the reaction that a heel character in that arena of of professional wrestling or sports mm-hmm. entertainment gets, yeah. and he's exactly that. And it works, people. It resonates with people. Yeah, well, I mean, a really that, good analogy. I have never really thought about that. I mean, um, he just, was he wasn't a. That was this, uh, like he retweets stuff from the like memes that he was in, uh, when he was uh in the WWE or WF one of the two, and he was like, yeah. he slammed somebody with a t- with a chair. Right. Yeah, he clotheslined yeah. Vince McMahon, yeah, twenty six or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and then he shaved his head, he shaved Vince McMahon's head. It was a hair versus hair so match. Of, oh yeah. A couple of the comments that I wanted to point out, uh, Ernest said. You know, Biden will bring a calm to the country, which I wanted to, you know, add my my side to that. That's kind of what my thinking was when my daughter talked to me. I mm-hmm. had to think about like, do I want four more years of this like frantic energy? And then it looks like Boris Wright says AOC won by a landslide. So, you know, that's what I was saying, Alex. Like I was saying, you could say the name that you think they're out there because uh, he said she won by a landslide. I mean, it was not even close. And, and when and she, she won it last it. time, uh-huh. she beat an incumbent that has had it for almost the better part of two decades. Yeah, I think and, like, nobody it, came close to that guy. And she came want, in. They want movements. That's what drives people is a movement of sorts. Obama had it, you know, yeah. and, and, and that coalition around him. I really think, it's, you know, the Democrats the Dems or, or progressives and Dems, whoever, however it works out. I don't know how it's going to work out uh, with the party system, but I think getting a coalition around your candidate sooner uh, would really help. And then someone who is still cares, they got to be charismatic. I they got to gotta inspire. They got to show that energy. They got to be passionate. They can't talk like a lecturer. I mean, remember when John Kerry ran, people were like, you're boring me to death. Every yeah. time you open his mouth, mm-hmm. you, and then you had Bush next to him, and you're like, yeah. "Yeah, I would have a beer with this with Bush, then with Kerry. Kerry would just put me to sleep." And you and, can't have someone who loses their cool so easy. There were so many videos yeah. of Biden, like an old man saying, "I'll punch you in your face." It's like, I mean, that it's just like those are not going to be great videos, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I but mean, you know what? I mean, no, I'm no, all no, about no. saying what you feel sometimes, but no, 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 not, not in that spot. <laughs> See, this yeah, this is where this this is where I'm, and maybe we'll, we'll jump in ahead a little bit, but. uh the future of politics, Trump has pretty much set the bar. Like all the rules that were not written in by the forefathers and the founding fathers and all that stuff, Trump was like, look, it's not in the book. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And so all the things he's been doing that people check him on and say, hey, no, that's not true. You're lying. You can't do that. You're like, I don't care. He doesn't care. So there's a new style of being a politician 
that people have to get used to. Trump just showed us what the extreme of that is. But if someone right. comes along and actually it's kind of, I would say to the, a little bit more towards the middle, but still like, look, when I'm talking, like I'm, I'm charismatic. I can crack jokes. I can tweet whatever the fuck I want, but in a, in the no, quote unquote normal way and have that, that level of communication and really not really play by, by the book. I think we'll, we'll, it'll be more effective than if it just goes back to, hey, how you doing? I'm a politician. I'm going to talk like this. I'm going to look into the camera. I'm going to do all these things. So we have to take into account what Trump brought to, brought to the game. Oh, yeah. I, where I it's going to be from now on. I remember when, when, when I was at my dad and my mom and dad's place watching the 16 election. Uh-huh. And I was like, this, this might actually be, I mean, hear me out. This actually might be good for this country to get a guy like that to be the highest position in this country, right? Mm-hmm. That it'll spawn something like, like I mean, it's, it's you could always you could, like God will make something good out of something bad. Yeah, there's gonna be a better like, version of that. Like, is what there, yeah. something something good always comes from something bad. Yeah. Like it whether whether it's yeah, it's that's what I believe. And whenever he won election, I was like. This is going to wake people up. This is going to wake people up. It's going to inspire people. It's going to make it's, it's it's going to make change. Maybe not in the way that we would want to or back or uh-huh. can't, like like. But it's something's going to change. How, and right um, now, right now, the vote is saying we don't want more, four more years of that. I mean, <laughs> like most that's, people in life. I mean, let's think about it. Like, I one hundred percent, one hundred percent agree with what you just said because I actually had that same thought. I actually, I didn't want him to win. But I thought if it happens, this might turn us like completely upside down, right? And that was my plan the entire time. <laughs> that was my, I was, you know, huge, huge plan. So basically, for me, <laughs> I uh, I thought about it, and it's like you know, um, Alex, I know you know how you believe. I think from just talking um, and and how you how you look at it, it sounds like, and from what I've seen in life, you know, most people make their biggest changes from like huge adversity or kind of like that, like wake the fuck up call that hits them. Yep. They don't really wake up when things are kind of like manageable. It's not until something or, drops. Or the big, the big mistake. Yeah. yeah. So I think that you're exactly right. That like, you know, Trump was that like, whoa, for a lot of people, but then there's like, you know, half the country right now that, that don't see that as like a wake up call. They're like, no, we had the best president and you guys stole him, stole him from us. So we're going to deal with that as well. Well, the whole promise, I was disappointed in one thing. Well, this point, a lot of things, but this one in particular kind of hit me is that um, the the Republicans try to try to play any dirty trick they could like leading up to uh, to the election, including the Supreme Court nomination, Russian net. Right. Um, And so and yet the Democrats were like, oh, you know what? We're going to win by voting. This is really how it's going to work. And it's going to be a landslide. It's going to be that blue wave. And here we are 48 hours later and you're like, where's the wave? It, it was a tight race up until this morning. And so th- that's where I'm like, uh, you know, you, you hear, I'm like, I, I hope it's not going to be the same mistake as four years ago when everybody was saying, oh, Hillary's has got it in the bag. All the pros show that, you know, she got this with a track record and, you know, she, she's been a Senate, she's been a Senator. She was secretary of state. 
Uh, she knows she's what she's talking about. She's involved, but all that stuff. And, and yet she lost. So when right. I started hearing all that hype about a blue wave, I'm like, y'all, y'all need to be careful. It might be a tight race. All the while, let's, let's go back to 16. You were talking about that when Hillary was winning uh-huh. and everybody thought she was winning at that, in that very same breath, Donald Trump was bitching and complaining that the vote then was a fraud. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was losing and he ended up winning. Lost the yeah. popular vote, but he still ended up winning the electoral vote. And now that it's not going in his favor, it's the same song and dance. It's, it's, it's the same song, just a different dance. Like it's just with him. Like it's, it's nothing, nothing ever changed. Where's that landslide everybody was talking about? Say, oh, everybody's waking up, <coughs> exactly. they're tired of Trump, blah, blah, blah. And that, makes- but that's, that's, that's why, like in the opening of this, I thought it was, I was like, look, it's either going to be one way or the other. Either Trump people would be like, no, this is our guy. We want to lead in this country. I, it's like, or people were just going to come out in droves. Be like, we don't want no more of that. Uh, that's not but, what I. Uh, I but I, 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 I was wrong. Already. I, I didn't feel that way, and I spoke on that a little too passionately last time when we had the talk. I felt that it wasn't that there that they were there wasn't going to be enough. But here's the myth that I think that we should we should see is one. Uh, I think that people rely too heavily on like looking at polls, and and one thing that I know from being um a, like. And married to a Republican and being Republican when I was Mormon in my 20s is that one thing I know is that Republicans, when polled at exits or in any situation, they 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 will literally give you a false answer. It's just I just know that like it's taught. I mean, they'll lie about this. They'll, they'll say lie about Biden, but actually voting for Trump. Exactly. Yeah, they'll throw, I mean, they'll yeah, throw exactly. things off, right? So they will not tell things. They're also sometimes they won't answer. Another thing is a lot of polls are done by like landlines or um, like text messaging or different things. So you're not getting like, they, you know, people are not going to answer those. So one thing is that polls should never, ever be looked at as any sign of anything we make our choice on. Another thing is that this- That defeats the whole purpose of a poll. Yes. The Supreme Court thing, um, I'm not going to go through all my points. I'll spread them out over the night. So sure. I don't have the time. But the second point is, um, you know, like I said with my daughter, making that choice last minute, um, uh-huh. You know how you mentioned that uh, the Supreme Court, they rushed to have the Supreme Court thing happen really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what changed a lot of people in my group's minds to really get a light under like a fire under their ass was when that that kind of like turned a light bulb on like wake up. If Trump has four more years, there's much more things that could happen. And so when I saw that confirmation of mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a Supreme Court position, I started to think about like more future things. It got it got in my face at that point. So I know that the Republicans did that on purpose and they felt like that would help them. But I've read a lot of people in these groups online that were like, I was undecided and I was maybe not going to vote. But as soon as they pushed that vote forward, knowing that they said that they weren't going to vote when it happened mm-hmm. with Obama, that's when I knew that they that they're all, all bets were off. So I decided that I, I had to come do it. So I think that kind of backfired for them, uh, pushing that vote so quickly. Because it, it brought yeah, I mean, some of us out. I'm, I'm glad that more people um, voted early than ever, and that I thought that was great. I mean, look, it it, it was everywhere. I I, I remember uh, remember Diddy uh, Puff Daddy's the Vote or Die campaign, mm. yeah. and there was another there was another one later after that. But anyway, it was like vote everywhere. Vote, vote, vote. Celebrities do PSAs. You got to vote. Everyone on TV vote. I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm going to go do it. 
<laughs> and it's just <laughs> seriously, it's like what about Ja Rule. Ja Rule told me to vote. I'm gonna vote. Yeah, of course. Bro. I'm gonna listen to Ja Rule. Um, uh, but I went on the first day. Uh so in Texas, uh it was that Tuesday. And uh yeah, it took me about it took me an hour and a half. But it's the fact that it was in your I was getting text messages. I didn't I didn't even uh pick up my mail for a long time because I knew that everything in there was going to be here, vote this and vote that. And then you're driving down the street and you see all these, the names on the, on the lawns and you're like, God damn, get out of my face. Yeah. Mm. That was annoying. Yeah. I got tech. Did you, did you guys get tech mess- text messages too? Oh, I was getting text messages oh, left yeah. and right. I was like, what is Ugh. this all about? Hi, like, it's I didn't Catherine. Even... Hi, it's William. Hi, yeah. it's Catherine. Yeah. Oh, the I'm, best. Hi, it's your friend Kelly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, be creative. Come on. I got a postcard. I got two postcards and they said the same thing. Different, <laughs> handwriting. different handwriting. They're sitting on the calendar. Oh, oh man. But, I mean, you know, I appreciated the postcards though, because I, I was like, damn, they're trying always. They are. I mean, if they could pigeon car- carrier this bitch, they would do it. You know, <laughs> send, some, send some ravens out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, so, I mean, you got, you know, a for effort there, but but I feel like it's it's like it could have all. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm John Kinging this right now. We don't know what's oh. going to happen. But you know, I feel like it could have cost. Uh, you know, this whole thing uh, because it didn't. The strategy didn't come early enough, and I hope they learned that. The I hope that 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 the Democratic Party learned strategy. You know, early on, as far as like Trump, Sinjin worked for Brad Parscale. I don't know if you guys knew about that. Uh, his mm-hmm. ex campaign manager. So he fired him about a couple of months ago. Sinjin had worked for him during 16. So Brad Parscale sold his company and then moved on to be uh, the campaign manager. He was fired a couple of months ago. And it's the strangest things happen. He gets fired, doesn't know he's going to get fired, went on a Wednesday. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like a couple of weeks later, the cops are called to his house. The wife is saying he's like, you know, flailing a gun. It's all on video if you Google it. And he's been, you know, but put in like, you know, place for mental health right now. And he's brought, and she, she, she's on video saying that Brad's saying, you don't know what I had to do. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what I'm going to get in trouble for. I could, you know, my whole life could be over. And so it's just very interesting that people don't understand that strategy was so important to Donald Trump that he made that a priority. He made the strategy understanding he, it wasn't just him, you know, the, mm-hmm. the ideas were not just coming from him. So the ideas to kind of target those, like you said, Alex, those uh, counties in Miami-Dade, people were shocked by some of the voters there. But somebody had to come up with an idea that if he went there and said, Joe Biden is a socialist, it would flip so quickly. And in, and in Texas and in some of the Hispanic um, communities. Yeah. So a strategy plays such a, a big role. It's not just integrity. I, I kept seeing that kind of battle where it was like, Joe Biden has the integrity. And it's like, but strategy does matter. Oh, I, I think that the, the whole thing where he, he got COVID and then he recovered within days and he came back and said, Oh, I'm immune now. I don't and think he ever like, had it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to no, say it. Look, no. I know. I, look, I don't think he ever had it. You, you don't know. That's the thing. It, it could be totally fake. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is it works. You guys know that the, the prime minister of the UK, Boris got, got it and got yeah. much more sympathy. His ratings went up after he got COVID. And then a month, like three weeks to a month later, Trump gets COVID and is doing similar oh, yeah. things. So, I mean, like, obviously, they're, they're, you know, again, strategy. They're no, that, 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 that last debate that I saw where 
you had Biden walk up on stage uh-huh. with a mask, walk off the stage with the mask, and Trump did nothing. I'm like, hold on, one of those two guys actually got the virus, and the one that actually says he got it doesn't really give a shit that he's just walking around with no mask. Like, no, doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I, I liked his like, line. In, in whether whether you, I got some special medicine. And maybe it makes me immune for, you know, three months, maybe forever. Who knows? Huh? <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. I just, I, I don't, I, and I was talking to my fiance before I got on this, right? And I was like, I, I, maybe it's because I have this, this, my, my, my personality, my mind always wants to know. It wants to like tinker or figure out or wonder how things tick. Mm-hmm. And I, and I put that on people when it comes to this situation. Like, why, why do you support him? Why do you like him? Why do you vote for him? And she, she says, like, it's not your job to know. Like, you're never going to understand that. Yeah. Like, it, there, well, you're, no, ten, you're absolutely like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing Candace. Like, like I, I'm, I'm never going to. It's like, it's like me trying to understand Candace's wants and needs and make sure I fulfill them all the time. I'm never going to understand why she wants to do the things she does. Like, I'm never. That's just I just gotta, I, I'm <laughs> never. I, 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 you know, like, I'm not. No, no, but, 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 it, but, but it's the but same thing, the thing. With, with, with this. It's like, I, I'm never going to understand why things tick in the, in the sense of, like, why people support him. I, it, just, it just baffles me, really. Does. I have theories. I, I, I have theories. <clears throat> and I think the... Um, I don't know if that makes sense to me. I think it's the the simplicity of it all. And and then we said earlier, like, yeah, he's not a politician. When you, you have you seen, the, you know who Jordan, Jordan Klepper is? He that used name to be a, a correspondent on The Daily Show. Oh, Jordan so, okay. Klepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he had his own show after that uh, yeah. called the, the, I forgot the name. Anyway, he goes to uh, Trump rallies. I think I he, saw his latest And one. he generally asks people, so hey, uh, you, you're what's up with Hunter Biden? He asked that to to, to people, and then they, people were like, "Oh yeah, there's a you know that there's stuffs going on with his laptop, and uh, there might be some deals with you know with Russia." Uh, and Jordan would be like, "So what is the what's on the laptop?" Oh well, conspiracy theorists say that there's actually you know stuff yeah. about dealings with other countries. And then you go, yeah, but that makes you a conspiracy theorist if you say that. Yeah. And you're like, so that's the level. And and I hate to paint the, the a brush and say, okay, middle that's middle America, it's, it's Kentucky, it's uh, uh, Arkansas, and all those states, you know, the flyover states. But it's not. No, no. I, no, I mean, I it's to, it's middle America. You look at is. the map; it's always red right in the middle. No, it is. But I will tell you something that shocked me when you're done. Go ahead. Okay. So. Um, but yet, people like that. They like the charisma. They like the simplicity, and they like the entertainment. His rallies are not political rallies. They're roasts. When when Trump does debates, he roasts the guy next to him. Like he doesn't give a shit. It's entertaining. It's funny, you know. And he'll go after anybody. He talks shit about LeBron, about Lady Gaga, about Beyonce. And you're like, and you're sitting in the crowd and you're getting a show. The man's just, he's a, he's a showman guy. That's what he does. He knows how to entertain. He knows how to get ratings and he knows how to communicate in a way that, that resonates with people. 
But that and was so, his whole life before he became exactly a that. That's politician. what he's great at. That's like, what he's great at. That's why he knows it, and it's 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 second nature for him. That's something we need to recognize. This was second nature for him. He really understood reality television. He understood the climate of our society that was addicted to reality television, and all he had to do was take those tactics and apply it. So just something put that his shocked thumb right on it. Yeah, something that shocked me is I've actually I actually went a different direction the last couple of days. Um, some people knew I wasn't thinking of voting. And so then when I posted, I did, you know, I knew they were going to ask me why I did and what, who and all that. And I actually have some great people that I can have good conversations with. So um, some of some friends out in California, Seattle, uh, you know, they're moderates kind of in the middle sometimes, but they don't like Biden. They don't like Biden. And it was confusing to me as to why they were going to vote for Trump. Someone asked me uh, yesterday and we had a conversation. She said, can I ask you some triggering questions? But they weren't triggering. So mm -hmm. she asked me some questions and I asked, told, told her my answers. I asked her back, you know, can you explain this Trump phenomenon to me? Because I know you're educated. I know that you're well-rounded. I know you have good integrity. So she was talking to me and she said, you know, I just, I don't trust the Democrats. They're dangerous with geopol yeah. geopolitics. And I was like, geopolitics, what? And she's like, you know, Trump has really rebuilt our relationships with China. And, and she started listing out all of these things that I will have to admit, I don't, I don't know if they're true or not, because I wasn't even focused on those things. They're not even mm -hmm. on my radar. So I was very confused when she told me, because I was like, I have no response back. I have no information on this. I really had told Sinjin, I said, I'm going to have to go look these things up. Because you know, a trade war. Yeah, she really felt like, she felt like, she literally said the words, I'm scared to death of four years under Biden with any of these countries, and she named them. But with Trump, at least I know that he has the ability to do X, Y, Z. She gave me these very like educated sounding uh, answers. It wasn't- the talking points? It, they didn't sound like talking points at all? No, they sounded like they really made sense. I don't know if they're true or not because I have to go look them up. And I, and I made some points and some notes, but I was very shocked by that. I had many conversations like that. I mean- Many. Okay, I had four, but still four. That's one on one. Yeah, that were that <laughs> were this competitive. I had I had a bunch of conversations, but I had four that really shook me because they were they were really giving me information on things that I was like, he really fed the narrative on some things. Like one question was about why did you vote for Biden with anything, and I said, well, because my daughter, you know, talked with me, gay community, all of this, and she goes, Trump is Trump is not anti gay. He just he just doesn't. He doesn't, he's not um, anti-gay or he's not this. He just allows people to be that way. And that's another point that I, I wanted to say, and I'll stop, is that I really believe this. I know mm. that, I know, I believe Trump's racist. Okay, right, I believe that. Sure. But I believe that there was some really great strategy in not answering questions. And so what happened was people labeled Trump as the bad guy only. But what we really need to like highlight is that America half of America still thinks like Trump and they were just waiting for a person to give them permission. Exactly. So Trump gives the permission. Yep. Hey, yes. Thank you. That's yeah, exactly, so, that's exactly the conversation me and my dad had. Is your dad a back Trumper? In 20, no, hell oh, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, you know, honest, honestly, I don't even know. I mean, I have to ask my dad in Starbucks in heaven if he'd voted then, but anyway. Um, oh yeah. But like it, like when it came to like like what Kim was saying, like you know, it's, it's about the mass of people 
that follows this guy. That scares me more than anything else. It's not about him. Yes. He's just one person. He's one person I'll never meet. With a lot but of power, though, person, what, but he's he, but how but how much power does he really have? No, no, I I, I get that, I get that. What I, what I, what I'm saying is that, yeah, he has like it's it's a cult. At the, at this point, it's a cult. Even within the Republican Party, you're not a Republican; you're a Trumper. There's the there's the classic vanilla like Republican type. That's that's Mitt Romney, right? That's John McCain, rest in peace. And then you have Trump fans, the Trump camp. And Trump was able to take the Republican Party and make it a Trump party. All this shit he's been saying lately about recounting everything, for the first time, there's no Republicans talking. Yeah. None of them's talking. You don't hear Mitch McConnell. Because they don't want to be on that ship when it sinks, man. Exactly. Because they don't want to be on that ship when it sinks. And this is the first time that, that they're not backing him up. Because all the other outlandish shit he did... They all were like, "Oh well, you know, it's Trump. You're gonna say whatever." Yeah. But even when he said we, when he uh, yesterday, uh, no, on election night, when he came on like late at like two in the morning or something, and he said that, "Yeah, yeah I, I claim that. all these states and I won." Even Pence was like, eh, "I don't know." What Pence just saying. right after him, yeah. just straight up said, "Like, oh, we got to, you know, what we'll let democracy. We got to let the process go. We're gonna keep counting votes." And you shouldn't see. I, I think I, I saw thought, Trump kind of look at him like side eye him a little bit, like, like "Motherfucker, yeah. drop here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gonna do me? I, I found this wonderful gem of Lindsey Graham on. Never, uh, Trevor Noah's uh, show. Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you see that when he was I've seen it, yeah. so anti and he was like, do you have a green card? And he's like, no. He's like, are you here? And he's like, no. He's like, well, you better hurry up. You better hurry up and get one. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, you're black and you're, you're a minority and you're foreign. Like he's going to try to get you out of here quick. And I was like, how did I miss this? So like these Republicans knew way before, obviously when he was running that this was, this was, you know, some sort of really intense person, but I think they saw the phenomenon of the fans. I call them fans because, you know, it's like a reality show. And so they saw this phenomenon and were like, okay, some of these people could de-seat us. And so we they, they had to play the game. Um, but I think what scares me a little bit more is just the idea that I never saw a Trump coming, a Trump. And so I'm like, what the hell could come in the future? Because if it's about strategy and if, 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 if the social dilemma we <laughs> talked about, okay, Biden will calm the storm right now. We'll get a break to breathe. But like, think about it. Like the social dilemma we talked about, mind control and how the media yeah, works yeah, and how yeah. online works. Like, what could come down the road when we have people that are so impressionable? And it looks like, um, was it Carlin that put in that Trump's lead has dropped in Georgia to seven, 1,797. So it shit's getting close. Like, Sweaty close. So, all right. Kanye got 60,000 votes. Yeah, 60,000 votes. 60,000 votes. Who are these 60,000 motherfuckers that thought that I would be a good idea? See, see, that's the thing. Also, it's like, I'm there, there, there are people out there who vote on a presidential election, like they would vote on, on like a class president. It's still a popularity contest. We talked about this many times on the show, but. It's like, oh, it's a goof. I'm gonna put in Mickey Mouse, or I'm gonna put in, I'm putting Kanye, or I'll put in my neighbor, or I'll put in Joe. What's his name? Uh, We're gonna vote for Leslie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, rest Come in peace. On. Yeah, 
or Tiger King guy. Like really, like you you think that this this one, you know, right actually obligation that you have as a citizen, you're gonna waste that on Kanye fucking West. Right. Sixty thousand votes. That is not nothing. I mean, they don't even get tickets to a concert because they can't prove they voted. No, I mean, like exactly. Well, if he comes back in 2024 and uh, establishes his uh, birthday party, I think. Uh, uh, I, 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 like I said, man, like you know, 2016, I think woke up the nation of like, okay, we don't want to deal with that anymore. I'm gonna be scared. Uh, but I think, that, but, I, but, I, but I, but I think, but I think this election, at least for me, one, like there needs to be a little bit more competency and a little bit more, um, a little bit more demand of competency from somebody that we have to decide to choose as president of this country. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I, you have to understand his followers do find him competent. They find him. Yes. That's the thing. Exactly. So when you hear, listen, when you, uh, and I'll reply to, to Bobby here in a second. Um, when you listen to the man talk during the debates, when you ask about, hey, what, what can you tell a family of black people that when they need to explain to their children that one day they might have an encounter with the police that could be deadly? Like, try to explain that. Mm-hmm. And his response is, I've done more <laughs> for black folks than blah, 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 blah. I'm the least racist in, the, in this room. And 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 you're like, no, 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 but hold on. on Yeah, yeah. So he he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer the question, and 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 you're thinking, this is so. This this is this is where the bar is, and you don't even have to like. Nobody comes back and go like Biden could have many times been like, yo, did you guys really hear what he just said? Like, did that make make sense at all? Like he was asked about. Like what he would tell a black family, and his response is, "I'm, you know, I've done well for black folks than any president since Lincoln, and maybe Lincoln." And and nobody, nobody calls him seriously. That blows my mind. Oh, my favorite God. quote from the last couple of weeks with everything from him, because people were telling, you know, where, where did he lie? Where did he say something crazy? And I had to explain this to people yesterday with racism and stuff. When he at the last, um, the last, uh, what do you call it? Uh, debate. 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 When they talked about lying and they talked about racism and all of that, he looked at a black moderator and said, I'm the yeah. least racist person in this room. Yeah. <laughs> that blows thing. my mind. I, I started laughing when I heard See, that. See, that's the thing. Like, you I started laughing. That's the thing. You I laugh. think he had to be like, am I... Am I, do I need to, do I need to get a 23 and me? Cause like you, you do realize that I'm black. Like, does that mean I'm racist against myself? Like that was so in like insane. And yet nobody was like calling it out from that side. No one was like, did anybody just hear that? Like, yeah, it was just on, I mean, the D- democratic side, of course, but Republicans were like, I mean, he meant like literally when I said that on certain people's feeds, they were like, he meant other than her. Yeah, no. sure. Give no. him an excuse. No, no matter he what, said give that him an excuse. I, that's that's what I don't. I think that's where that's what drives me up the wall of I how I cannot come to the level of understanding of why people support him because he'll we'll say what he says, he'll tweet what he means, uh-huh. and then people that support him 
are given this redacted or this this no it was it meant this this Whoa, this like yes. this like uh like when like this weird of like oh crap i shouldn't have said that let me let me let me backtrack like people were backtracking for him like no dude let him do that he's the one who tweeted it he's the one who said it if he meant something else he would have said something else and he didn't because he would have because we know donald trump he says what he means he means what he says yes oh no well, his, not that's always. his mo he can uh, say it's okay. a joke, but it doesn't matter. Saying, he's but, a president. Yeah. He says he I don't talks. think he always he means he be- what he says. But he's, I think what he, he knows the lies. He knows what he's saying. He knows, yeah, he knows what he's saying. But okay. it, he what is joking what or not, says. you can't tell. What is joking yeah. or not, you, you can't tell. Because yeah. he, he's, he'll do it anyway. And, right. and so, the interesting thing is that yeah. when you, when you, you watch the performance that he's, all the speeches that he's made, uh, com- you know, press conferences, uh, um, any kind of briefings, any kind of when he goes on TV or debates and everything. And he makes, he, he talks like a five-year-old. And when they turn to the pundits, political analysts, which I think anybody can do really, it's part of the easiest job. And, and so, and those guys like take him seriously. You're like, oh, well, I believe Trump won the debate because he really made his case about immigration. I'm like, no, he did not. He talked about how we, how Mexicans love him, and so then the, at no point he's actually held accountable for what he says and what he does. So he does whatever the fuck he wants. And well, to, to, I would like to know: Do you think? I mean, you're right on the commentator. Do you think we have a problem though? With, I mean, we obviously have a problem. I'm going to answer my own question. The bias mm-hmm. though that I saw, like I didn't feel Biden won the debate either. I really didn't. I didn't feel he strongly wanted the deba- the debate either. But when I turned on CNN, you would have thought that like he just you know like in comparison, it was like, it was just in comparison, not necessarily in substance. It yeah, was even in comparison. in comparison, I just I didn't feel that. That's what I'm saying. Like I, if I didn't feel that, I know Trump's people neither, felt neither, like neither, neither. Well, neither one of them did anything to impress me. No, it, it it didn't. It and it, the the debate it was, is not meant for people who already made up their their mind. It, like if you hadn't made up your mind yeah, by no, the second not, one, I wasn't, I wasn't making. You know, I wasn't going to be voting for them because I didn't like either of them. So for me, I didn't have I didn't have a choice between either of them. I was just listening, and I was like, I'm not. I don't really have anything that I'm hearing that could pull me or persuade me. I was actually hoping more from Joe because I was no, he missed, and so he, I didn't get that. But I feel that um, that's where I feel we're lacking in this country is um, a good, actual, unbiased opinion on actual analytical things. Like people come in with their biased opinions. I watch it all over both sides, you know, even mm-hmm. even the people on um, on Democratic sides, like they, they would do more good if they just spoke on facts and didn't throw their little jabs in. And I mean, that's what we're doing right now, of course. But I'm just saying, like, when it comes to integrity, I, I I had to turn things off because I was like, it's just anti-Trump. You're not actually giving me information on anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just hearing anti-Trump and I can only hear enough anti-Trump before I'm like, you're not giving me anything of substance or value. Mm-hmm. But they know that's good ratings because they're doing the same thing. Drama sells the situation. So right. they like people to argue back and forth. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I well, feel like we're always going to be dealing with that. Well, no, be, be, well, not when I was a kid growing up. I mean, granted, I couldn't vote or anything like that, but I sure as shit knew the news from Peter Jennings, Walter Cronkite, uh, Dan, Dan Rather. Rather. Dan Rather, yeah. Like, 
I, I, I didn't know the nuance of the, the Persian Gulf War. My brother fought in that war, right? He's in the Navy. I had no idea what the hell that was all about. But I knew what was going on because I could watch Peter Jennings. I could watch Dan Rather and just listen to them give the facts and the news as they are. And that's it. There was no, they weren't sitting on a panel in front of five other people. Political analysts. Political analysts or <laughs> former governors. Hey, I want that Former job. representatives or whatever. Like, it was like, plot. no, like, those guys were the news. Like, I would literally watch all my TGI Friday shit that I watched as a kid. And then mm-hmm. Peter Jennings would be on after that. Well, they had, I, they had specific rules. Like, and I come from that. So that's my degrees in journalism. And I wrote for newspapers. So I went in with that thought. That's the journalism that I knew. I went for broadcast journalism and that's what I knew. But mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I felt quickly after I worked for the Salt Lake Tribune when Mitt Romney did the Olympics. I thought we, did, we talked about that before. And it was like a shit show. And right as that, as the internet started, it was like, I saw the integrity crumbling. I started to see people like being like, oh, we can let that go. So, I mean, we have to hold ourselves responsible because what we can do is we can say it's the TVs, it's the, the panelists, it's the stations. But you know what? We're watching it. We're the ones showing up for it. Well, it's an oversaturation too. Yeah. And it's not just, not just it's that, but Trump fans. It's not just Trump fans. You yeah, know, it's, it's everybody. Yeah, everybody's addicted to the drama. So, but here, but here's the thing. Like, and it, we, we've talked about this um, uh, many times on on, on this podcast. Uh, the fact that now, uh, well, opinion matters. You have to pick a. You have to pick a side. If you don't, if you can't pick a side, you're an idiot. Or people don't like a fence sitter. Any fence sitters, people don't like them. And so in the age of social media, and I'm not going to do another deep dive into this, uh, <laughs> where everybody's opinion matters and where the news becomes social media and vice versa, then, yeah, there's going to be bias no matter what. Because you're going to, you know, the same way that you post articles that already agree with what you're saying, and then the other guy posts articles that agree with what they're saying and then you put on fox news and that's what that's the article that you that you pulled and they pulled msnbc and then at the end of the day it's like okay so who's right or who's wrong right. I, I i think that until this this country figures out that there's it's not always about winning and losing and right and wrong and it's just about difference it's just about um perspective it's, it's here to stay. I mean, the fact, a, a debate, a, a debate to me is not necessarily meant, there's not a, a winner and a loser. Oh, you won, you won this state and they lost that. State. Oh, you won that county and you won that election, but you lose, lost this. Like, yeah, it's, it's not just winners and losers. Sometimes it's just. Yeah, but when, you, when you, but when you have a sitting president telling a nation, whether you like him or not, vote for him or not, saying that losing's for suckers. Yeah. It becomes a winning versus losing mentality. It, but it's it's always going to be that. That's the history yeah. of America. It's always been. That's American. Nobody wants to lose. I'm playing, you, I'm playing you this week in fantasy football, Alex. I, we're playing fantasy football because we can't get enough football. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you're, you're probably, <laughs> probably going to beat me. But still, it's like, you know, we, it is Americans. It's, it's not. That's what I that's what I guess I'm frustrated with as of late is that we have, we have people that we're targeting as a reason. 
like it's it's a Donald Trump or it's a Biden or it's a Democratic Party or it's a news station. Mm-hmm. It's a collective of all of us that have bought into this mm-hmm. um, a big mind scale. And so that's that's what I, I I mean, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know how that. Changes. No, it, it, it's, it's ingrained in this country's culture. The reason why Americans don't like soccer is because you can have a tie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's or, it. Yeah. It's 90 minutes of nothing happening. And that, that is not conceivable to an American brain. It just yeah. it just is not. Um, and, but the, and, 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 and personally, for me, that's been, a, it, 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 I mean, like what we're talking about, like, yes, I do feed into what we're talking about. But at the same time, like I'm like, again, I was talking with Candace before. She's like, babe, I'm probably not going to listen to the podcast tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I, I, I'm done with all this. Like she's kind of gotten numb to it, but here I am. <laughs> you know, here I am. You, you get, you, after this, I'm done. After this, I'm, I'm done talking about it. But I, I, I'll say this. So how did you guys, um, Oh, by the way, I need to respond to, to Bobby because he made, he made a comment earlier about how cynics are people who, who vote for Kanye or Mickey Mouse or, you know, Tiger King. Uh, and he quoted uh, the Joker, which is from, you know, the Heath Ledger one. Uh, Batman Best Joker said, ever. It's not about money. Some people just like to watch the world burn. The world burn. Which is true. Yep. It's just everybody loves a shit show. There's a reason why when you drive in and you see a, an accident, you slow down. And you try to you try to watch. That drives me up the wall. By when the way. you when you <laughs> the, reason why, the reason why you watch reality TV is because you want to see someone's life being ruined in front of your eyes, and that's nothing to do with you. You can just sit back and enjoy the show. And everybody everybody wants to to to, to do that. So whether it's as a as a goof. Or just to be a smart ass, or just because, hey, you know what? It would be fun. It will, it will like switch things up or whatever. People who actually had that kind of reaction and end up voting, you know, voting for Trump or voting for Kanye or whatever. So I just wanted to respond to to Bobby, but I, I want to go back to the election night. Did you guys follow? Did you watch uh, on I election night? I said it probably yeah. way too later than I should have. Yeah. When did you start? <laughs> like how how uh... early did you start? When did I get home? I don't know, like five thirty, six o'clock. I mean, I oh, I, wow. I took a break. I, I took a break because I had you know cooked dinner, hung out with the fam, and stuff like that. You know, they and they didn't want to watch that stuff. Actually, I'll, I'll, actually, I take that back. The ten year old Brooklyn, she was interested in kind of watching it and just she was asking me questions. I mean, she doesn't know what's going on, and she was asking me like, oh, just asking me questions about all this stuff, you know. And she's 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 big big into Hamilton. Oh, so now she's like getting a, into this like history of, of stuff like that. I'm like, yes, now we're talking, girl. Let's talk about some U.S. history. Let's learn it. <laughs> okay. Have, have her watch Drunk History on Comedy Central. Yeah, she's not old enough for that yet. You, you, she's not old enough for that yet. Oh. That's, yeah, yeah, I forget, I forget how One day is. we will, though. One day we yeah. will. Yeah. I started, um, my kids, I'm in a very interesting spot. Uh, so I started about seven. We came home and my kids are with their dad who is in, he drove, he flew down from uh, Seattle so he's with them in Austin this week, but um, he's very pro, pro Trump, like really vo- ver- vo- uh, verbal about it. And my daughter oh. obviously isn't. My daughter's very much like her dad in a lot of ways, just the opposite way on beliefs. Oh. So they have very similar personalities. So she was like texting me. Uh, my 16 year old was texting me con- consistently with updates. And then we're a very political family, um, just our background. So our group text with my kids was just going off. My friends, you know, my friends are very political. Um, I worked on a bunch of campaigns, 
couple years ago out here mm -hmm. in, in uh, San Antonio. And so like that was blowing up. And what I recognized was like, I had to go, I'm not going to get an answer. And all I'm doing is, is providing this low level of anxiety for myself. And something that I've learned is exactly what you said, Alex, is that, you know, it, it's like your wife was like, I just don't want to watch this. Like I had some really good conversations with people this week that were chosen. I specifically chose who to have conversations with. So there was no drama. I could just have a conversation, no, no back and forth. But when I, um, when I was at my sickest, my disease was triggered by stress. So I couldn't watch football. I couldn't um, oh. uh, be in anything. Yeah, my, that the organs that do the fight or flight response that push out those mm. hormones, mine doesn't work. So I couldn't, I started realizing that I was getting really sluggish through the election night. And I was not because I was tired. It was the, the, the steroids in my body had worn off and that hormone was gone. And mm -hmm. it, it started to teach me like, I didn't feel stress on the outside, but my body showed a good sign that there was an, a low level anxiety that was just constantly going that us Americans have become accustomed to. We just go, oh, we're, I mean, a little bit of an anxiety is just kind of normal for everybody, right? But my mm. body was like, uh, what the hell are you watching this shit for? You're not going to get an answer. I'm kind of like you. I want to know Why all the things. Why don't you just sleep Alex. it off? Let me know yeah, when it's so there. I, I finally, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm done. And then I haven't, like, that's what I said on before the show. I, I was like, you know, I really haven't uh, spent a lot of time arguing or talking to people online. I made a little bit of light fun. I said, you know, or Oregon had to decriminalize drugs just to make this election worth it. I kept on the lighter side because I recognized my body was showing signs that I, I don't, I don't watch reality TV either. So, I mean, I think it's like we talked with Alex, not Alex, what's his name? Adam on that yeah. last show. Uh, yeah. We need to be a more conscious society. And I, I don't know how we get there, but I think that's something we need to do. So I agree with you, Alex, on that consciousness. I just, I watched it for a different reason. Uh, I enjoy watching the process of it. Yeah. Because at the end, at the end of the day, it is, it is a numbers game and I'm not a numbers guy at all. It, if there's a computer involved. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I like, I enjoy watching, like, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. So here's the map of America. And then you get that one, you get that one. Why do you get that one and not that one? And I don't care about statistics when, uh, when they talk about, uh, how the electoral college works and the intricacies of it and where it came from. And, and they kind of, every, every four years, they re-educate you on all these things. And you're like, wow, this shit is complicated. Where it should just be everybody votes and whoever has the most vote wins, like it is in most other countries in the world. But yet you have to wait until the polls close because the different time zones. And in the meantime, you're 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 having to you're covering this tw like 24 7 so you have to keep talking you have to bring every every minute and a half there's a you know uh battleground state alert thing key and race then, alert oh yeah, yeah 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 I, I could play the animation in my head right now seriously and then you watch the different channels and how they report it and i kept flipping back and forth i had i had the map of fox news I had the map of Google, which is APs, I would believe. Yeah. Uh, and then I had uh, the CNN, and they were rarely in sync. And you're None like, hold words. on. There's this yeah. one group that's their job to, like, make predictions and stuff. 
right? It's their job. It's an independent body that they have different, they have models that they follow and they go, okay, based on how many votes are in, how many are remaining, what kind of county, the history of that county or that state, whatever, this is how we predict, you know, Trump is taking it or Biden is, is taking it. And yet that same information is sent to different news networks and different outlets. And then some of them go, oh, you know what? I think Biden okay. got that one. And that blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the best best part of this that's part of the show, though. I mean, yeah, I, I get it, but that's what that's what's intriguing to me. Yeah. Some of their most expensive ads run during those nights, so they have to make it entertaining. Like you, you guys brought up earlier, John King. Like, there's a reason that people go to CNN because they know how he's going to act every year. They know he's going to oh, pull that so good. up and give all the options and then say, but we don't know, but he has the, those old maps. He's got it ready. You know, he, like I'm looking at him right now. I mean, he's still on point right now. I mean, he's been, I, I mean, like, is he on Adderall? He's been going for like, I don't know, but the man talks. I love it. I fucking yeah. love John King. And, and you have Chuck Dodd on NBC. I try to sound yeah. similar, but no, John King is just like on point. And he knows yeah. every county, some counties that have funky ass names. He still knows how to pronounce them. Yeah. Uh, I, I will and, say this the other day. I don't know where it was. Was it in Georgia? But it said Houston County. And uh-huh. I guess in Georgia or whatever state it was, they call it Houston. Because he said Houston. I was like, hold on a second. Is this Superman 3? What's going on? And, and, you, <laughs> and you realize, like, wow, people live there. Oh, they, they live there, too. It's uh, crazy. This, this, this is great. Uh, Carlin, can you pull up that video of the guy doing an impression of John King? And he's on this Google Maps. Good. The dude is on <laughs> Google Maps with his mouse. <laughs> if you can, if you should, make sure you share the sound because this, this is hilarious. Drink break. This is so good. And I'm like, that's exactly. Pittsburgh. And then you got the Aikman Triangle right here. Hillary Clinton carried this next to Canton. And then there's, of course, there's Wooster. But in 1876, it was a different story. Orville. This is a problem for Orville. This is a problem for Biden. Trump carries these North Lawrence down over here, to, up here to Canal Fulton. You're going to zoom in. You're going to zoom in and get up here to 9321 Triangle Circle. That's what they call it, right around Nickajack <laughs> Farms. Everyone knows that Nickajack Farms has always been carried Trump ever since 1884 when he only won 42% of the vote. We're going to go south. We're going to head our way south. We're going to zoom in a little bit. Right there, there's a green patch we call this elms country club back in the day elms country club is where of course hamilton lost the duel with washington everyone knows this is a huge republican mainstay we're going to back up a little bit i never stop talking i always just keep moving the map we need more data of course there's east canton east canton of course runs east of canton which is just east of massillon and then massillon's north of nevers and we all know these are republican hotspots perry heights biden exiting polls say that the 627 is backed up here all the way down to 77 i never stopped talking i was told to keep talking never stop talking keep moving the map everyone knows about east sparta but let me remind you because east sparta carries this anyway oh, this, this is exactly amazing. john king they gotta keep talking no, no, no. It's a republican hotspot and the, the triangle that's circle good. of 71 that's good <laughs> oh man that's it's like there's east canton it's east of canton <laughs> That was so great. And, you know, this park it was where Hamilton battled with George Washington. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's not, or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So this is what I mean by the process and like the alerts every two and a half minutes and John King talking. Well, okay. So it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost like, um, like speeches when people give speeches and Kim, you, you probably say something like this when, when, like when like presidents or people that are like influential people, it's like, 
there there are pauses written in speeches to mm-hmm. emphasize certain points to yeah. gloss over others like yep. th- th- there's 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 some there's some uh there's some rhythm that, to that as well when I don't it comes think to television at all no no i'm talking about i'm talking about you know and this john king oh, yeah, yeah, television, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there, there's rhythm to all of this like to where it it yeah. keeps you in it it keeps you like wanting more and wanting more and wanting more you know you know that uh I mean, the, the news the news it. voice you know what i'm talking about like they have yeah. that that cadence when they deliver the yeah. news yeah it's it's, yep. it's 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 hypnotic and if someone I mean, dude, comes there's, along there's doesn't people speak that like that, study that stuff yeah, i'm sure out there that yeah. literally well, study I mean, that so last night like, so that's, I just, I told you that's what I studied, right? So I went into mm-hmm. broadcast journalism and I had a very thick Southern accent. So, uh-huh. in, and I was at the University of Utah. So the reason that people have no dialects on the major channels is because you get docked points in school if you sound like you're from any area. So there is a, really? that you're, so what you're talking about is actually, is actually truth. It's taught in broadcast journalism. You speak a certain way. It's just like, have you ever uh, watched the reality shows um, and they like, the motorcycle shows or all of them, they all sound the same when they're being interviewed. It's because mm-hmm. they teach them that script of how they speak. So with broadcast journalism, the same thing goes on where they teach you this way of speaking. Of course, you put your own thing on. We were watching CNN and there was this woman that kept talking and I, I'm you know, trained to hear that. I'm sensitive anyway, but I kept telling Sinjin, she keeps doubling her words. She would say that that we've done earlier this this evening. And I was like, how the hell is she on there? I would have been literally kicked out of my class in broadcast journalism for doubling words. Um, but it's also a nervous thing that people do. But she was doing that. And she would say that, that, that and that's a way for the person to catch up because they have so much information that mm-hmm. has just been given to them to be remembered. So when they say that, that it's a it's actually something so that they don't say, um, or uh, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, you really hear him say um or uh yeah that's true yeah yeah that is so, true yeah they, i just said it again i just said yeah yeah <laughs> so they, they, do the word, they do the word twice uh, are you a journalist or not <laughs> right and, and i used to be i mean I, I actually you know used to write for newspapers but um i i feel like it's funny to watch that and um the the american public don't actually understand that you are trained in that they think that you are really good at speaking and you go on, uh, not they, a lot of people do though. They think you go on, you got a degree, you worked your way up or something, but honestly, it's a, it's a training program that you have to speak a certain way because they don't want anything to be regional on those major nightly news places. Um, yeah, and yeah so but what about the local one? The local like if you're local news, it doesn't matter, right? Because you want to be from there. So like, um, like low amounts. They just go there. Those stations don't have as much money. So, I mean, like I I watched my parents' news station when I was back in Arkansas and oh my God, I was like, what the hell is she saying? What the Mm. fuck was that word? Like, what was that? I was like, I told Sinjin, I was like, I mean, if our jobs don't work out, like I'm moving back down here. Like you can write for TV and I could be on it. Like we could literally go take the station over. It was so backwoods, but uh, sorry, Arkansans, but I mean, it was one of those. (laughs) They don't have internet. They can't hear this. Yeah, I was. I don't, they're not going to anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Marcy's from Arkansas, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So it's really funny that, good. Uh, it's all good. that people don't know that, but it is true. So when you said it, there's something hypnotic about it, it's, it's meant to keep us in a trance. And again, I'll go back to that word because it's what I just believe in. It's strategy. It's, it's yeah. something that will bring us back. It's what, what will have us wait till the next, you know, what will, what will keep us through the uh, commercial 
so that we'll want to come back to it so that we watch the commercial so that they get paid the advertising. Well, so, I mean, there's, um, there's broadcast now. I mean, you watch, you watch the NFL, you watch the CNN, you watch, they, they'll just shrink the screen and show you the commercial on a smaller screen and yeah. keep everything that you're interested in on the rest of the screen. Like right. it's, it's even getting to that now. Oh like, yeah. I mean, you, so we're you, like, you they, realize, they, don't even, um, they don't even stop covering no, what they can't. they're talking to you about. Right. No, they don't. I mean, they, all, all that is, is studied. Uh, I was, uh, you know, if, if, even the fact that you have, um, you know, the commercials get louder, even though you didn't touch the, the volume on your TV. You ever notice that? Yes, they have that for specific things. Yeah, yeah. that's because they know when it's for, commercials, you're getting up and you go and do something else. So yeah, the, funny, the volume my, on your TV goes up. My grandmother's, this is a strange thing. Um, so I, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist in like some like strange ways, little ways, not the deep ones. But my grandmother used to mute the commercials and we, were, we thought she was nuts. And I mean, she kind of was. But I, we were like, why? She, <laughs> okay. she was like, well, the devil, the devil talks through the commercials. And we were like, oh, okay. Oh. So, I mean, I always thought that was crazy. And then the other day, I'm sitting there with my kids and I'm watching the commercial. And I realize it, this shit's subliminal. I started thinking thoughts from these commercials. And I was like, I think her way of trying to explain the commercials make me want to buy something or tempt me was to say the devil's in the commercials. Right. So I was like, damn, she wasn't fucked up or, or question fucked. or question who you are. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, mean you just like, hearing in the background, like you're, yeah, you're, like, you're back in the kitchen and, and you hear, are you tired? Are you, are you tired? Are you, yeah. are you stressed out? Yes. Say Vaxitil. So I was like, I was like, she actually got it right. I mean, she was still crazy as fuck, but still, you know, I mean, she had a big, big brain tumor that kind of made her a little off. But she was she was right about that in certain ways. Um, and I don't know. I think it's like there's another thing like um, going back to the speaking styles, like another reason that like Obama and like other black leaders mimic the speaking style of like churches. They yeah. subtly eat to like subtly ease their audiences. Have you noticed that? Yep. Um, I mean, I used to go to black black churches when I grew, when I was growing up, you know, my past. So yeah, she's so, done it all. I recognize, well, just because of my community, I told you how I grew up. Yeah, I told you yes, I grew up. yes, 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 you have, so, you have. That was natural for me. But so um, I, re- you know, I recognized that when, when politics came out, I was like, I told people, I was like, dang, he reminds me of like the preacher that was on Third Street, uh, my high school friends or something. They were like, right? So it's that, it's that, um, that ability to ease people by making it something that you are comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. And Obama did a great job of that when he would speak. So that goes back to your previous point. Anybody going forward needs to have that charisma of being able to speak to people. Trump did it in the way that he pulled those people that are sitting at home, addicted to reality show. I'm not going to say everybody because someone's going to come after me and say a lot someone of us. Are someone got offended that I said well, Arkansas didn't have internet. So well, I know you have internet. Oh, they did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, well, it's, it's all good. It's, I know you so, have internet. So, so to kind joke. of piggyback and, and run with the baton or you're trying to talk about Kim is like, you know, when I was earlier, I was saying I was talking to my dad about Trump, you know, and like how, how like, you know, I think Kim, you had talked about like how all of a sudden all these people just came out of the woodworks when he was started saying the things he was saying and stuff like that. And everyone was like, oh, if he could say that, I could say that. Yeah, like the N word. I remember having a conversation with my dad. It's like this guy is not going to be good because now all the people that that and I'm talking as my dad, like all the people that I had to be afraid of back in the '60s when I was going mm-hmm. through the civil rights, 
that actually wow. all of a sudden had to be go into hiding because it was taboo to be openly racist uh-huh. are starting to come out. Oh, yeah. totally. They are. And, and they did. And younger, too, which is scarier. And well, not but, just but they learned it from somebody. Like, exactly. It's their kids. Not their dropping kids. subtle words, dropping the hardcore words. Like oh, the, yeah. The in their um, but that's oh, yeah. something that really triggered me to vote again is because, you know, like, even though I have like a massive amount of Native American, we've talked about that before. I don't need to go through it. I don't want to be called Elizabeth Warren. So here's the thing. I look like I do. So this is what I look like. So I have to be, you know, mindful of, of what I look like when I'm talking about something and I go, I, well, I don't have to vote right now because it's like, whatever, I'm, I can be a brat about Bernie or whatever. And my daughter put in really good perspective. And, and one of my closest friends, she was like, that, you know, that's great, Kim, but you're, you're white. And Sinjin said this too. He was like, you know, I was all with it too. I was like, they need to learn their lesson. And then he was like, wait, I'm not, I'm not white. I'm, I'm like, I'm mixed race. Like I, there's a lot that could go wrong for me here. So there's a lot of things that I need to be aware of because he's half white and half Panamanian Colombian. And so mm-hmm. like, you know, he doesn't really focus on his race all the time. Um, and so he wasn't really thinking that part of it. And then with me, I wasn't thinking about my daughter. So when we have those of us, the white suburban moms that look like me or whatever, those of yeah. us that feel like we can sit something out or I can do whatever because I can be a brat. It's like, yeah, because I look like this. Um, and I don't think we hold ourselves accountable enough. I mean, even somebody is, this dude kept calling me woke. He's like, you think you're woke. And I was like, I really don't. I actually realized that I'm actually pretty um, not woke because you're black my, on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. Oh, you just got to get to, you have to know the inside. Otherwise it's like, yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're just another Karen. And Karen was yeah. not a thing before Trump. I mean, they were a thing. You just never heard about them. Exactly. And then coming up on the Trump. So but let me, you know, I look like this. So when I speak about, or if I think that I, that I can, I mean, I, I don't realize my own privilege sometimes is what I was getting at is that as much as I know privilege exists and I have it because of the way that I look, I don't think about it until it's right in front of my face and someone's reminding me. So people keep saying, stop reminding me of privilege. We all get it now. And it's like, I actually think we still have to keep reminding people because my I told you. There's, my, there's, don't say, there's, don't say as a white woman when you talk, at least on this show. And, I told you that before. Did I say and, as a white woman? No, you know, you didn't. I'm no, saying no, keep no. not oh. doing that. But, but, okay. I, but, I, but I will say this, though, to, to, to Kim, your point, everything that you said that you've been doing or try to do or, or who you are is exactly the same thing, in my opinion, a certain football player for the San Francisco 49ers did almost four years ago. Oh, totally. Uh, who are you talking about? I don't know football. Colin Kaepernick. Everything oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that Kim just yes, said yes, yes, that yes, she yes. does, and she 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 sees what's she sees the world around her and how the world reacts to her. Same thing Colin Kaepernick did. Colin right. Kaepernick is a rich race dude, and he and and he may not be he may not look white or be or look white to to get that privilege that you know like Kim was talking about. Yeah, but he but he's a million dollar football player. And people took that have to privilege, <laughs> and, and he didn't. And he yeah, could have taken that to, privilege and just and said, "Whatever, I got my, I got my paycheck." But he didn't. So, but he uh, got, he got, he got, and, and lack of a better term, he got crucified for it. No, totally. No, I would, and uh, I want to go back to to election. I think we're coming up for an hour and a half almost. 
Um, by the way, where are we? I want to get. Where are? Numbers. I was gonna say, where are we? It's been a while. Yeah. Did, did Nevada get their shit together and they took the sloths out of the county office Man. or the my, count? My uh, hold on, let me get my phone. Well, Colin, Colin can can share the the numbers here. here we uh, go. Let's see. George is still tied. George is forty nine point four. Wow, just a couple thousand votes. This is crazy. This is too much. This is what I was saying. That low key, low under. You know what's funny? When when he was, uh, he came came on today again and saying, "Oh, this it's rigged. Uh, They didn't let observers into the office. Uh, I won the states." Blah 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 blah. As he was talking on all the channels, you could see the gap between his numbers and Biden's number just going down as he was talking. Yeah. And 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 this. And then everybody, and I watched it on, on, on Fox News and CNN and NBC at the same time. At, I was working too. But anyway, uh, and uh, the uh, after CNN and MSNBC, and NBC, sorry, every pundit after that was like, no, this is totally false. Even CNN had a little ticker thing saying uh, uh, Trump is, is uh, saying he's been cheated. Uh, this is just like false claims. Yeah, say, say uh, with no yeah. evidence, Trump. No evidence, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. The election's being stolen from him or something like but that. But I was glad when I turned to Fox News, they actually said it took them a little longer. They kind of like turned around it a little bit. They did. It wasn't right away. But I call, you know, the president very being very defiant about his position in this race. Uh, and, uh, you know, he has every right to, you know, to contest. But, but the, the, all the votes need to be counted. I'm like, damn, Fox, it took you like a minute and a half to say that. Everybody else was like, yo, he's full of shit. It's not true. Um, so where are we right now? Do you have some numbers? Well, he's doing that. I remember, well, I think election night, Fox had called Arizona for Biden and Trump got upset about that and said something about it. Yeah, I think he tweeted it. I think he tweeted on it. I think he tweeted on it, but yeah, they did. Um, I saw that and we were really shocked. And then they, they pulled back obviously. Um, because I was like, wait, if, okay, wait, if Fox is calling it, that means it's called. And then we checked the other stations. They hadn't. Um, and there was the, 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 the black guy that's on CNN panel. I'm so sorry. I don't, ben I don't want to. Uh, is it Dom Lemon or the other on CNN? What? CNN is that Van Jones? Yeah, Van Jones. Yeah, Van Jones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I know I'm gonna get someone who's like, don't call him the black guy, but that's the only way I could. We all look alike. So uh, he was a. I can uh, see it. No, he's quite attractive comparatively to every. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what? Hey, I want to turn your video <laughs> off, girl. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's quite attractive compared to like uh, the the male race. I wasn't talking about like the, within the. I, black I thought you compared to me. Oh my god. Right. Oh no no no. Um, so <laughs> no, like I, I watched him, I, I find him to be a little bit silly sometimes, but so when he was talking, um, it was really funny to just like see his input and, um, you know, he was like calling stuff and the way that he was speaking on stuff. I actually, you know, I don't know the names because my, my memory doesn't do names very well. Uh, but the, the, the African-American, um, analyst as well on CNN. I found her to be very, very in- intellectual. And oh in- yeah. I forgot. Mm. About I know you're talking about. Yep. Like I really enjoyed watching her too. Um, I really enjoyed her watching her. I felt, I felt her composure was great. I felt she did not make jabs. She was not. 
sarcastic. She wasn't passive. Mm -hmm. So I really leaned on her most of the night with her, with the other lady that she was speaking with. Um, but when they had the panel with Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper just kept making jabs. And the guy that was there for Trump, they had one guy, one Republican. Ray Santorum. Ray Santorum. And he's been, he's been pretty good. I got to admit. He's, been, he's really tried to keep Better than before. down. And what I realized is that I started, the feeling that I started to get when I started to write my daughter, because my daughter has a lot of anxiety because of her position in the, the community, as I, the, the gay community, as I pointed mm -hmm. out at the beginning, and a woman. She's a young woman, you know, coming up. So her rights and stuff are more dramatic to her, um, maybe than even adults. But she kept texting me. And uh, when I, I said to her, I said, I, I, I have a good feeling intuitively about this. And she's like, well, it's too close. Like, why? And I said, there's just not enough Republicans that are acting like Trump is winning. And then there's like, even Fox News is really low key, not mm -hmm. really saying much. And even mm -hmm. like Santorum was just sort of like, keeping it low key. And it was very, very different than what I saw in 2016, what I've seen yep. the last year. So when I see that, I think that I can see that people know more than we know because they, the, there, some of these areas have Republican governors, right? And I heard um, that Trump, what it said, they said, what was Trump doing all day? Because CNN had somebody there on the, you know, the, at the camp. And they mm -hmm. said, well, I mean, they've been kind of sweating bullets today. They, they said that Trump has spent most of his day, this was yesterday, Trump has spent most of his day calling the Republican places, the Republican state governors and just chewing them out, like throwing fits at them. But and yo, just, back me up. Yeah. And then with, with, uh, and then, and then they said, but with, with Florida, it was more like venting. He wasn't throwing a fit to Florida. He was more venting. And I was like, uh -huh. So that was interesting to see that dynamic, but um, they they said that they, were, they weren't moved. Yeah, they weren't moved. You know, none of the Republican uh, governors were really moved by it. They said, we're going to just keep counting. We're going to do our job. It is what we're supposed to do. It's what's legal. And when I saw that, I didn't see them pushing back. I was like, I think they already know that the mm -hmm. ballots were Democratic that were coming in. They can't, they can't call it, but intuitively yeah. they know. And I, I just had a good feeling about that. And I mean, last year... I woke up the day after the election and just felt crushed and I couldn't move emotionally. I was just like, uh, not last year, last time. Uh, 16. Yeah. Oh. But this year I didn't feel that even if it wasn't called, maybe it's because it hasn't been called. Um, but I just didn't feel that same way. So I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Six, 16, six, when 16 happened, I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel crushed. I just, it, it just, I was not surprised. Uh, I wasn't surprised to be honest with you. Cause I, I mean, nothing against, well, Hillary? I don't know. Nothing against Hillary. Nothing against oh, a woman no. running you for president. She sucked. I, she I just don't think she was the right woman to run no. against Donald Trump. Yeah, but she sucked. She she lost against the best candidate, Obama, and the worst candidate, Trump. Sorry, you're you're done. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, she gonna, wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't the. She wasn't the right woman to be president. No, no, she wasn't no. the right person. She's just not so, a good person. Let, let, let's do yeah, some hypotheticals. Uh, uh, so right now it's, I mean, Biden is very close. He, Biden only needs like one or two states and Trump got to win all of them or something. We'll ask John King about that. And I'm sure he, he has this. The road to 270. And blah, blah. Anyway, so let's say Biden wins, which is probable. What then? Where do you see the country going with, with a Biden presidency? It, it all depends on the transfer of power. It really does. So? I think so. I think the tone of this next, pre the next 
the next four years uh-huh. will de- be determined, like will be determined on the transfer of power. Well, and, it's um, not going to be I'm smooth. Saying, we I'm know saying, that. I'm, I'm saying that if Biden wins, if Biden wins, yeah, the transfer of power, how that happens, will dictate how the rest of the country will respond. Because if the balance of power does not go peacefully, all the people that 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 that, that that's I'm also saying, but that but then you have over 67 million people that follow the person that doesn't want to give up power or will make the transfer of that power not peaceful. Uh-huh. It'll keep the it'll be the next four years not peaceful. Like it's just gonna it's Civil just, war it's, again. You think? No, people, no, no, no. People, people are generally afraid. People aren't oh. that stupid. No, they're they're boarding up no, stores no. in New York. Okay, that's you're talking about stores, but we're not going to go to a war where I'm going mean, to go to my next war, store and shoot somebody. You're, no, no, like, no not war not, back. I'm, I'm not talking not about be, shooting people. I'm not talking about war in the sense that you like you did. I'm talking and I'm talking about literally okay. protests like, tw- after protests and Twitter about if violence. I mean, we've seen what happens when. I mean, uh, you know, during the Black Lives Matter, when a dude just loses it and runs over people with his car, we've okay, seen the- violence. You you see what happened in uh in in Austin, where the Biden bus came for to meet up with Austin Democrats, and uh, there was a Trump train of trucks, of, you know, uh, with Trump flags trying to run the bus off the road. I mean, this is not nothing. This is what I consider war. There's no nobody's dying. <laughs> But it's really as divided as it gets within the country, and people are willing to fight for their team, just like uh, progressives when they march for Black Lives Matter and are, are willing to put themselves in danger in front of cops, tear gas, all that stuff in in the in middle of a pandemic. And for the people on the other side, it's like, look, the guy that I support won't lost, and it's not fair, and I believe him when he says it's rigged. And that the balance not, was not right; it should not but, be counted. So I'm going to protest and I'm going to but, make sure I'm heard. But they think it's not fair because of what he says. It's not. It has doesn't matter. To do with, they're convinced. It has nothing to do with fairness. No, but the people, they're the people voted. The people voted. You cannot explain for. that to them. You can. That's that's the thing. You, yeah. If you cannot, well, if explain you don't want to, them, if you don't want to understand logic, then I, I'm not going to talk to you. Like if you yeah, don't understand so, this logic of yeah, but that's where we people at. voted and that's where we're at, then that's that, fine. I, I it's tell you not this, fine. The, I, I tell you this: the protests will look vastly different. A Black Lives Matter protest. I didn't see a lot of people with AKs and assault rifles and loaded up with weapons. You're gonna if you if, if let's say Trump loses and you see protests like that, it's gonna be a very different looking. Yeah, the, the, the guys that protested <laughs> that the way. pandemic that went to the their state houses with full on camo and and rifles and automatics, Absolutely. those motherfuckers are gonna be in the streets. Yeah, so so I, I I'll just say a little bit because y'all said a lot about it already. I t- I think this shows how you know we all come from our our own perspective and, and experience. Mm-hmm. I'm always gonna come from the, the only experience I know how to come from, and and mine is whether it's narcissistic abuse training that I have you know, un- undergone to help my clients out of after relationships, uh, sexual assault, like anything that I've worked in. Deprogramming someone after something has been programmed into their brain repeatedly is about twice the time as it took them to be programmed. So say you have something that takes about no two point. years to program, right? It's mm-hmm. about four years to unprogram that. Um, I'm not going to 
go into any specifics on uh, institutions that I think do that, but I'm just saying that's my experience. What I con my concern would be in that way, my approach is that we had four years of a person that was that that was giving permission to people uh, just because he he leaves, even if he transfers peacefully, it doesn't matter. Just because he leaves, you can't undo very quickly what he what he allowed to happen and grow and fester yep. and, and grow you. over Thank four you. years. So what I believe is going to happen is that you're going to get that you know, that permission, again, they're going to have that permission to throw fits. I mean, keep in mind, this isn't a new thing because we've had white boys burn cities down when their college teams didn't, uh, you know, win. And so this is embedded <laughs> in this. Or, or when so, they did win. Or when, <laughs> when they did win. So, yeah. so that, that, that's cars and yeah, it's already there. And then now it's in there in that like really tainted way. So my my concern would be is that people assume that just Biden coming in is going to make it that work. But I do have a hope that we also as American people, we do as the Americans, we do have the ability to shift and pivot sometimes. So I don't think that it would be an entire four years of that. I think that people would get tired of it. Eventually something would be put in place. But do mm -hmm. I think immediately it's going to work out? I don't. I think it's going to be that this is going to be like the, I mean, I can already see it, the civil war kind of mentality because I am here in the South, obviously, just like you guys are. But I'm in the South where my family lives in Mississippi and Arkansas. And those people are in massive groups already talking about rebellions and not talking about it like they used to, like on this back, you know, back road when they got drunk. They're literally putting together these like plans and these manifestos. So I can't call it, but I can tell you that working with my clients and what I've seen, it takes twice as long to unprogram something from somebody that is, as they've been programmed. And I believe yeah. a lot of people have been programmed. So I, we'll see what happens. I think that's going to be until, well, first of all, the, the transfer of power is not till January. So we still have, you know, two and a half months. Um, but to, to, to your point, that's going to take time. And usually any, anytime a president takes over that first year, there's nothing happening because all the policies from the previous president got to expire or still in, in, in effect. Right. So it's not going to take one to fix everything that Trump did, whether it's our international relationships with our, with our allies uh, or it's the, um, uh, you know, the economy or the coronavirus or education and immigration, all those things. And just the, the, the tone and the mindset that the country is in right now is going to take more than four years to fix that, to your point. Yeah. And, and, and all, the, all, it, those, all those points that you were talking about, like education and foreign stuff like that, Trump put people in those positions to handle them that have no even have no experience in those positions. No, they don't. So the damage is done. The fixing part is the hard part. My 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 concern is that um one way what it could go one in one or two ways. Either and and the catalyst in this is the the pandemic. Whenever that that's over like a year into the Biden presidency or two years in or whatever to where we can actually go back out and live a little bit, live like we used, not maybe not like we used to, but at least, at least to some degree where we can still go, we can go to games, we can go to concerts, all that stuff that we experienced over the past couple of years 
it's just not going to disappear, but it's not going to be in your face anymore. Yeah. It all go back on the ground. Those people are still going to be around. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be mad. I want to go to a baseball game. And if I sit next to, to a Biden guy or Trump guy and I, and I hated Trump or I hated Biden, I can't just enjoy the, the, the game. So it could go that way. It could be to, or the, the other way, which is just, all right, I don't want to pandemic or no pandemic. These guys, are, the, the other camp is dead to me. I saw an article about a, uh, a 21-year-old kid who uh, his mom is a Trump supporter and he's a Biden supporter. And he got so toxic that he literally goes, I'm moving out. You're not my mom anymore. That's how that's how bad it can get. I mean, Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas is coming up. I mean, you're gonna be stuck with your family. I've been torn apart. What I what I think we can watch though, one thing that I think we do have a benefit of is um, when when a figure, a polarizing figure, is is removed, um, then they're not always inciting something. So we do have that sort of like breather that it can slow. So when if Trump is not there to consistently be, you know, throwing things out then maybe it'll slow. But one thing that we need to remember is that Trump is not going to go away. Obama went and went on vacation, did his built homes, got his library. Is Trump true. is going to be tweeting his ass off, causing polarizing things. So like we were very naive to think one of two things that Trump is going to go away uh, in any way from tweeting and causing problems and causing issues because he is a reality star first. And then number Life's two- attention is we have a huge community of people and especially in coaching, you know, I fell into this a couple of years ago. Um, this whole like chill vibes only positive vibes only. I'm going to pray it all the way. I, I don't want any sort of conflict. Um, it's actually very toxic. Like we have to feel feelings. We need to engage with things mm-hmm. that are uncomfortable. Right. And so what happens is, is we've got a whole community of people that think that with, with Trump gone, they're going to be able to breathe again. And they're, they're going to have this shock when a lot of people are going to be very angry and they can't pray it away, they can't good vibes it only away, they're going to have to have the conversation still. They're going to have to still do the work in the community. And we're, we, we're in a rebuilding point, like you said back. I'm looking at it like two houses. If you go, it's a, it's a contest. You guys have to build the most beautiful houses. You've got six days to do it. If you're uh-huh. starting with a moldy, you know, termite-ridden, water-damaged house and you've got like a beautiful you know, boned house, your, your house is going to win. You're going to, you're going to be able to build that house more beautiful. This one's going to take a lot more time. You got to go in and correct all of that shit. By the time you correct that, this house is already built. So the new Mm -hmm. house is gone. We don't have the beautiful shiny house for the next four years. That's not happening. This for next four years is undoing, unprogramming, rebuilding, reconnecting with overseas. So we're in more of a reparation uh, repair mode uh, for the next four years is what I believe would be more on um, the speed. And then also management of the, the people that are going to be angry. And I, and I think, and, and, and as much as I, I just kind of just thought this, it's like this, this might actually be the time where we actually do lean on more of the Senate and the house people that have been there for the last four, eight, 12 years yeah, to have like a steady, to have like a steadiness to get us through stuff because let's be honest outside of the president, I mean, the Senate and the house, they make the majority of all the decisions. Yes. So right. there's, 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 there's at least a constant there. So maybe there's hope that the constant yeah. that's been there 
could get us through that, you know, the rebuilding that you're talking about, that's going to take more than just a four year or even eight year Biden term, you know, like it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of time. So maybe, maybe, maybe the consistency of those two houses. That Biden started out on a good note. His, his, he started out on a good note. I really uh, appreciated the way that he gave his speeches that, you know, and of course they're good speech writers, like, uh, but but he gave his speech saying, you know, no matter what happens, like we believe that we're going to win. And when oh, we yeah, do, yeah. we're not going to be a, a country of red and blue. We're just going to be a country. And even if you didn't vote for me, I'll be your president. You know, I know everybody, a lot of people see that as negative and they're like, oh, everybody politician has to say that. But some people that is endearing to that, you know, that that still that that di- does disarm some people. Now, the, the crazies, they're going to come out. They might have their moment. But I do think some people are just kind of going, I'm ready for a fucking break, man. And you know what? If it means that it's somebody that I didn't vote for, I, I'm tired of fighting. So I'm hoping there'll be a little bit more of those. But I'm, I know there's I'm, I mean, I'm so cynical about this. No, because... I'm not saying that, that there'll be more. Sure, sure, but I'm hoping sure. there'll be more than we, uh, than we imagine, you know, to kind of help bridge that gap. No, I'm a cynical asshole, as I've uh, confirmed on this podcast many times. Um... In this case, I I don't think that we're I don't think we're there. I I think it, it's so. We're we're where I wasn't saying we were anywhere. Where where are we? Wait, hold on. I'm trying to get back to my place. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, where, I, I, where are we I, at? I, I, no, 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 no. So you you're you're talking you're talking about how people w- will now want to break. Um. From, oh, just uh, a few people. I was just saying, hopefully we'll have a lot, like, you know, a few more people that will just. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, so I, 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 I'll add an asterisk to that or maybe disagree is that. And the idea that the Republicans were able to, to play all these tricks while they're in power and literally say, even when Obama got elected and say, hey, we're going to make sure that this motherfucker is going to be a one term president. It didn't turn out that way, but they blocked everything he wanted to do. Okay. Right. Ten years they've been trying to repeal Obamacare. You know, yeah. it would have planned that's never showed up. And and for once, for once, after everything they've done, the whole thing of oh Democrats, they they aim low, we aim high. Fuck that shit. It should be look, we're in charge now. If they're in charge, if they end up with a majority in the Senate, in the House, whatever, but they don't have it in the Supreme Court already. So like, look, now we're in charge and we have some fixing to do. So we're going to say some shit and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run this program. We're going to run the, these policies. And if you don't like them, fuck you because it's our turn now. That sounds, that sounds, gonna be, that sounds too socialist for most people. No, no, but we don't have to turn it that way. I'm not saying the government's taking over. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, that in, in the, the way that it's communicated and how, together and how um the, the the messaging is 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 consistent. Democrats never had a consistent message. The Republicans get in the room <laughs> and go, "All right, when you go on TV, you got to say this A B C and D. If you say anything else, you're not going on TV again." The Democrats That's very true. one guy That's says something, another guy says something like, "Oh no, I'm not sure blah 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 blah." And then Pelosi start yapping, you know what the fuck she's saying? And it's like, "No, this is your chance. We've had 4 years of some bullshit. This is your chance to fix it." If you're going to fix it, 
Don't try to do the whole, oh, we're going to reach across the aisle and we're going to work with our colleagues across. No, 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 no. Yeah. Be assholes about it just like they were and try it out. All Go all out. Stop. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy into the whole reach across the aisle BS. If you would reach across the aisle, then don't run at either, as either party. Right. Yeah, but they have if, to your mes- if your run. message, if your message and what you want to do to help this country is good enough, you don't need a party. If you say you want to reach across the aisle, th- get rid of the aisle. Run as you like, just yeah, run. But it's 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 uh it's become a talking point. It it doesn't mean anything because yeah, Democrats will, it's, the it's, Republicans it's, will do whatever. Empty they words. Want. Exactly. So to clarify what I meant when I was talking, I get what you're saying now. I was like, where are we? Um. So uh, I, I didn't mean in the Senate or um, in that way. What I was talking about was like more on a personal human level uh, was like, I feel at first it'll be very polarizing and people will be coming out of the woodwork to kind of fight and argue. But I think one thing that we saw with the polls was that uh, Biden was able to garner quite a bit of white suburban votes from women. And when you, when you interviewed for them for the first time, you know, they, they went against Trump. They were just like, I'm tired of this shit show. I don't want my kids to see this. I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump, but I would rather a country that's just more chill right now because I don't want my kids to see this. I kept seeing this a lot in the mom groups. So that's what I meant by is like, maybe we'll just get yeah. we'll, in as far as personal connections and online, uh-huh. maybe we'll get some people that'll chill the fuck out and be like, I just want to breather because I don't want to ar- keep arguing on Facebook. I mean, it, it's drained me this last five years. I, I totally agree. And we've talked about this many times many times on this show it, it's uh, it's i don't think that that is the majority and if that is they're not the loudest and yeah. remember we're in, we live in a society where the loudest yeah, are the ones you will listen to right so yeah, yeah. even if trump look even if trump goes away which we know he won't right because he likes the, the attention well, you know the, we don't it, talk it about Obama. on the fallout if he's no, not that's president. what i was saying no no no, that, no to your point to your point kim yeah, to your that point trump's not going away for sure yeah yeah so bush when you know we don't talk you don't hear about bush unless there's something official and he has a new painting out right. you know obama just shows up every once in a while just to support uh carter clinton you barely hear about him anyway bush has given obama michelle obama candy you know they're, yeah, they're in a that, that's it but yeah. trump is is still going to be in your face He's yep. going to come up with, with, with the, the, the kind of following that he has been able to build. He, one, he'll be welcome in all these states and all these, uh, uh, all these cities. And yeah. two, he's going to build and capitalize on that shit for years. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's going to do. It's going to be a Trump TV. Uh, if he loses, he, you'll see him in that's four years running again. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, what I was saying is that I think people are naive to think that it's over and to breathe. Uh, to say we can breathe and everything's going to, uh, sorry, I guess I should have explained it a little bit more. No, no, I, get you, I, I get you. I get your is point. That, I, I, I'm just, I keep hearing people say, I'm just ready for it to be over and to go back to normal. We can't go back to normal. That's all I was yeah, thinking. Say. It's like the wizard of Oz, like ding dong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your heels three times house, and go back to fall on Trump. Trump's He's not going back. away. <laughs> there is no normal to go back to. Uh, we couldn't go back if we wanted to. It's not good for us. It's let us here. And um, he opened the door for a lot of shit. So I think that there's going to be even more to come. So yeah, we're repairing years, but we're also going to be up, we're up against the pandemic. You know, there's so much that we're up against right now that is sort of unprecedented for any presidency um, to even go up against undoing. And then you're going to have an active person that's actively against your campaign. Obama wasn't actively going after Trump every day. But Trump is right. going to actively be speaking. So I, I agree with your points on that. I meant on a personal level, I feel like I, I, I just spoke 
just out of my brain that I felt like some people were just tired. Like I, they're I, I totally be, agree. And, I, and that, that, that is a, that is a real sentiment, but like, I'm sure right now, most people are not even watching anymore. It's like, look, just wake me up when this shit is over because I'm done. The, the, right. One of the reasons why I'm sure people voted early because they're like, you know what? I'm going to do my part and then leave me the fuck alone. Right. You know, that, that I'm sure that that's why you saw part of part of the reason why you saw the, these record numbers of people voting early is because of that. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. It's draining. You got shit to do. You don't have a job. You got kids and not going to school. I'm like, look, I'm going to knock this shit out because I have to. And then after that, just I don't want to hear about it. until Well, it's, over. it's like the meme that went around like a lot. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I think you're spot on. I love this analogy that you just made. It was the meme that that people when they voted early, they said, I did my it, it, like voting in this election is like being in a group project at school. It's like I did my my part. I hope you <laughs> yep. like I hope you motherfuckers. <laughs> let me know what. Like, let me know. Let me know, how know what goes. grade we get. Yeah, let me know, what, we get? Let me know like, when yeah. we get the A. So great yeah, enough. People peaced out early because they really knew what was coming, and they were like, "I did what I did, I could do," and that's where I'm at. And um, I, I think that is very true. I think that's what we're watching. Mm-hmm. I mean. Like I said, when I we got on, I, I wasn't very up to par on where the numbers were because I had intentionally stayed away from it for my own yeah. mental health. So, it, yeah, it took me it took me an hour and a half. To, it took me an hour and a half to vote. When I drove by that polling station the next day, there was no line. Mm. People were just walking in, walking out, walking in, walking out. <laughs> yeah, see, see, me for me, I I I watched it and continue to watch it because I'm 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 that. I don't even want to call it FOMO, but I I I I want to see history. Like the Lakers won the championship. I sure as shit watched that. I'm not mm-hmm. a Lakers fan, but I want to yeah. see that. I want to see when happens, there. you know. You don't I tell your kids see when history happens, you know, like like, I was like there, when the I... Dodgers won a World Series. I watched that. You right. know, like even if my team is not even involved, if something yeah. big is happening, like I want to see it because like to this day, I remember being what 11, 12 years old, watching the news and Peter Jennings talking about Princess Diana passing away in a car accident. I remember watching the Berlin Wall falling. Like, I remember remember those things because that's, those are like iconic things that are just happened. Ever since I was a kid, like, I wanted to see those things. Whether I understood what was happening or not, I still wanted to watch it because once I did understand it, then I understand the weight and the gravity of it. So if it was, if if I mean, because we've talked about this, um, like actually, you shared it with us. You're like, you know, this this whole thing is draining. You know, from COVID to the systemic uh, racism, and this basically 2020 has been draining for every fucking body, right? And mm-hmm. so, if at the end of the day, I was, let's say, I was uh, I was in my car, you know, driving a HEB, just running errands or whatever, and I saw an alert on my phone saying. Biden is president. It just shows up on my phone while I'm driving. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then keep going by my business. Yeah, I, would, me, I, I would be, I would be totally fine because yeah, I would, I would, I, I'd, I'd this, probably this is, get goosebumps. Uh-huh. Wait, what, what did you say? If you heard what, sorry, my phone like beeps and I couldn't hear Who, what did you me say? or Alex. no back. No, I said, I, if I just saw that as, as an alert on my phone, like I would, alert? I would be fine. What was the alert? I didn't hear that part. Like Joe Biden is now 46th president. 
Like, I don't need to see the announcement on TV or the number go up and then the big woo-ha and then be like, right. oh, yes, I was there when, when Biden was elected. If gotcha. there's just an alert on my phone, after everything that, we, that we, I've gone through this year, I'm cool with that. I see. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like, You'll find I, out eventually. I have a little more nostalgia. Like, I watch, I'm, like, you'll find this funny, Alex. Like, I'm not a, a Cowboys fan, but, like, in the 90s when they were just so on their game, I, every Super Bowl, like I didn't like them, but I didn't really have a team. Um, other, I, I became a Seahawks fan in like 2000. Um, and so I didn't have a team in the nineties. Right. But the Cowboys, like just, just the way that they fought and the way that they, they played was so inspiring to me at that time that I, I liked watching, even if I didn't like the team, I, I was, there was something inspiring about being there to watch those those moments in history. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more nostalgic like you. I wanted to bring up um, one last thing. Uh, like Bobby intrigues me. He said something, and I didn't know what he meant. Stop focusing on the beauty and, and focus on the structure. Was was that about politics, you think? Like the political uh, no, parties? Was, I'm not sure. But okay. the, to, to read another comment, so Sinjin said that we think, I think that Biden shouldn't have a rich across the aisle governed from the middle speech. He does because he's still running. Once he's done, he can fucking do whatever he thinks is right for the country. Just like Trump thought that what he was doing was right for the country. You know, make America great again and America first. Yeah, to explain, Sinjin was in the shower when you talked about that. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> I, I, I forget. You can attest I, I, to I'm, the I'm comment. curious. I, I don't have my I don't have my phone on here, so I can look at the chat. Like, I I, I kind of want to dig into the don't focus on the beauty, focus on the structure. Like that 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 struck a chord with me. I feel like there's there's a foundational aspect to that. Like there's something that's got to be, you know, because beauty's think, only skin deep. You know, I've yeah. heard that saying something like that. So I. I was it you said Bobby was what yeah Bobby that? Prince yeah uh, so uh, he said, I don't yeah, know it's already, I, I, it's already like that though let's stop focusing on the beauty and focus on the structure yeah so. I feel I feel like that has to do with something just a little bit deeper than yeah like don't worry about what things look like on the outside like it's got to be what's on the inside I mean is that that's so, how I that's how I take it I, I I take it as there's really um, deeper damage that's been done to this country under Trump presidency. And we talked about people coming out of woodwork and feel empowered because the president has, has a racist, you know, rhetoric. Uh, you know, we talk about how, you know, everything that's happened o- over the, o- just this year, how the pandemic was handled and our relationship with our allies, like everything that's been damaged by Trump needs to be rebuilt. You know, the, uh, so, uh, something as simple as the reason why Trump can get away with the stuff that he's do, with stuff he's been doing, like putting his, uh, you know, his family has clearance, security clearance, and they hold no really position, no position in, in the White House staff. Right. Jared Kushner, you don't know what the fuck he does. And Ivanka gets to go to uh, Ivanka gets to go to all these meetings with like top leaders. And right. so but the, here's the thing before the, nobody could have vision this could have happened. So it was never really written down anywhere. It's like, look, you can't bring your family along. If you're president, you can't just, uh, uh, you, you can't have the, the, um, you know, uh, spread falsehoods on social, on social media, because we didn't have social media, you know, before not as powerful as it is now. So I think to Bobby's point, when you say that, you know, we have to focus on the structure 
It's like these foundational mm-hmm. ideas need to be rethought just because we just had a Trump and nobody thought we would ever have a Trump. And so it, it just needs to be really from the ground up and that will take more than one term to fix. And yes, it will be shitty and people will be mad at each other, but somebody well, will we be like, look guys. We'll, we'll, we don't even know that we'll keep past the first term. You know, there's a lot that we don't know and we need to rem- remember that these that these people are going to be angry and ready to go vote in four years. So people have to be hyper alert right now for the next four years to be on their shit strategizing right now for the next election. You know, like that's important. Yeah. Midterms. Right. And the other thing, like uh, so quick fire, just random ass question. I saw this all over the Reddit threads that there was a leak that um, Trump was priming either one, like one of his sons or one or Ivanka to run for president. Like, oh, Ivanka. And, Eric's Ivanka. not doing shit. Yeah, but Ivanka. And um, and so they he did some internal polling and it was pretty high. So I was like, I mean, we have not seen the last of this family. And I think we really need to not get so so complacent because we, we just go, oh, it's finally over. It's not. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see the fallout. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, if, if or when Biden wins presidency. And Trump doesn't have that cloak of presidency to protect him from all the stuff that's waiting for him. Because there's a lot of legal stuff out there that hasn't been mentioned, hasn't been talked right, about, right. that's waiting for him. That's what and I've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> I wouldn't want to leave I'm either. waiting for that. I want to be for that, life. I, I, there, there's, 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 more than, there's more than the reason of getting somebody into the Supreme Court that – supports you or you support them there's uh-huh. there's more to it than just getting that person in you know there's more it, to it like it, it, but it, also, it, it, i mean it'll all play out here's the thing like i don't know like what's the guy that he pardoned that had been in jail for years um he just pardoned him what was the guy uh i can't remember his name but the guy mm. the guy he just pardoned just a little while ago everybody felt so bad for this guy and was like oh my gosh he finally got out it, this chicago guy uh, up in uh, Obama's area, he um he was in jail for years for just mm-hmm. all of the, the terrible things he did. So Trump pardoned him. He gained so much support because of that over the years. That he, like his sons are like now going to run for for office. Here's the thing: like we can wait for Trump's downfall and think that that's going to be great and that's that's wonderful. But it, every every situation has a reaction with his followers. So if he gets put in jail, he gets put in whatever, then uh-huh. he, his family garners all of that support. If they run for yep. something, all of that. So it has a reaction. It's not, we can't just always find comfort in the, and I didn't mean you, I don't think you mean this, Alex, when you said no, that. No, no. Yeah. But I, okay. I just think that some people listening might think, yeah, I'm waiting for Trump to go down. It's like Trump goes down. People are going to go, oh, his poor family, look at what they're doing to him. And then they're going to flip to the other side and be like, we have got to come out in numbers and support whomever is next and whatever happens. So, oh, I yeah, mean, no, for no, sure. I mean, I, and, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to, I'm, and I don't, I'm, trust me, I've made so many fucking stupid mistakes and made some dumb decisions and I've done people wrong. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are waiting for me to fall. Right. <laughs> I, 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 that's, 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 I'd be, be honest. You know, I'm not, I never want that on people even when trump got elected i was like man people that wanted him to fail i'm like dude you're stupid if you want your president president. to fail doesn't matter who it is if you want your elected officials to fail you're a moron 
Like, like you yeah, want them to do like if you if you really want them to not do their job well, that doesn't just affect them. It's not like he goes on their resume like you're a show. terrible president. It Look. it affects everybody. No, but I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. I did hold on. want him to. I did want him to fail at a couple things. I wanted him to fail at building a wall that Mexico was going to pay for. I wanted him to fail at all the lies he told. Well, he did. So I mean, he that, did. He did. Yeah. So yeah. in some ways, you can't help that he fails at no, some of the things. Right. There's objectively yes. fail and yes, actually but, hoping he does. Because right. he did that on his own. Like nobody, you know, it's nobody's fault but his. But he, he'll never, he never yeah. say it's his fault anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, as I was more speaking about the position, not the person. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Like, and then, and let me let, let let's. Oh damn, it's been two hours already. Um, I think that the, the metric is once Trump is out of office, if he is, fingers crossed, eyes crossed, toes crossed, legs crossed, arms crossed, everything crossed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if Trump is defeated and Biden is now president, but yet. Trump still figures out a way or well, figures out a way to get the attention that he's had while he was president. In other words, he's just citizen Trump now. He can go back to his businesses and everything, but yet people still talk about him. And when he's just a regular guy now, that's, that's when you'll know, okay, he's still relevant. People still listen to what he says. And the man can hold the grudge to Simpson's point. The man can hold a grudge. Obama dissed him at a at the at the uh, the correspondence the dinner. correspondence dinner and said at least so you'll never be president. And he goes, "Oh, really, motherfucker? Look at me now." You'll have to. So, hmm? he said, "You'll have to." He said, "He he told the guy that wrote his biography autobiography. He to, he he said to everybody in the room after that. He said, I will make him hand me the keys to the White House.' Yeah, and, and then happened. boom, it happened. The guy wins. That's what he does." And so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it looks like Biden is will, will be taking this one. I really hope they get this shit together. I hope that they their balls drop and they start playing this like pussyfooting. Just ugh. it's 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 annoying. Just go, hey, we have a plan. We're going to do this like it or not. You know, the whole all of Trump's been talking about is the, the every he's talking shit about Democrat. Uh, run cities and states and the liberals and Antifa and basically everybody else. Not not my camp. My camp is cool because they love me, but everybody else is the enemy. The press is the enemy. And that's that's here to stay. I, I really yeah. think that's what's scary to me. This is very And I know we have me. we probably have to wrap because it's been a long time, but I, I just wanted to make this last comment. Um you mm-hmm. know we talked so much about Biden, but uh Kamala is a big part of this picture and I'm actually you know, I wasn't. I'm not. A, I, I wasn't a fan you of her. Not a fan. I don't when know she was lot. nominated, we had a show here. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. not. And like, I'm not. You know, I'm not a fan. Like, I, I didn't vote for her as a fan. So, sure. I mean, in this situation now, I'm really. You know, I I like to get excited about what can come from a person. Can they step up? What are they going to bring to the table? What's life going to look like? What what's you know what's it going to look like with with her position and what's she going to do? So I know we talked a lot about Biden because it is the presidency. But um, I'm really interested to see the role she plays in that because in the past we've had vice presidents that have been mm-hmm. in the background, and we've had some vice. You know what the fuck Pence did? Cheney, what did Cheney Pence do? The front. No, Cheney. Cheney. Yeah. Cheney ran I mean, some they shit. Made, they made a movie about the guy. I mean, yeah, what Cheney, other, Cheney what ran other some movies, shit. Like, what other movie out there is about vice president. president? 
I mean, like, like Hillary was basically president when Bill was president. So, I mean, you, you never know what the behind the scenes is. And um, Joe has already made comments like, you know, I feel comfortable that if anything happened, I could hand it over to Kamala. She'd be ready within a, the first couple of months or a year. Yeah. So you yeah. know that she's going to have a lot of input and she's going to have a lot of... Uh, like, like, I, I, hope she, like a, I hope she brings the... Uh, uh, the um, the enthusiasm and well, the youth for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the energy that Joe doesn't have. And I, and we talked about it before. This is why she was probably brought on board. Like, look, we're going to get a woman. We're going to get a, we got half black, which is great. And she has an attitude and she's a prostitute. She was a prosecutor. She's the, literally the anti me. I literally thought it, you said prostitute. I was like, wait, did I miss uh, what? Prosecutor. I, yeah, no, <laughs> a prostitute, 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 prostitute. If anybody should have been appointed as a Supreme Court justice, it should have been Kamala Harris versus the person that did get appointed. Yeah, at she least, never, at she least, never tried anything in court. Uh, she never tried anything. She did she did stuff in school. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna dive. In, in, that's a, that's a rabbit hole. I don't want to get into. Yeah, anyway. so let's hope she balances things out. That's all I'm saying. She advises him. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, excited. I'm excited to see what her potential is. Um, you know, on a grander scale, because I feel like this is going to be really put her to the test. The one area that cracks me up is her nervous laugh, though, when she had mm. those uh, interviews, you yeah. know, she asked questions. She, she re- I mean, it's a nervous laugh. My daughter has one. So, I, I mean, I kind of felt endearing. It was kind of endearing to me because I was like, girl, I know you're in the hot seat. Like, I feel it. I feel like you're like, uh, ha, ha, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, yeah. Well, she's more that's, charismatic. That's a, that's than Biden, a, that's, so. Yeah, that's what I always say, man. Pressure does one of two things. Yeah. It, it, it cracks pipes or makes diamonds. I mean, it definitely I gave like me. That. Yeah, I like that. that as well. So, I mean, that's that's the the big uh, silver lining too that I'm waiting for is just kind of you know what Kamala can do, and then also what that shows for female leadership in in the country going forward. Well, we haven't. Oh, uh, well, never mind. Okay, five more minutes. <laughs> no, because we talked about if Biden wins, we're not talking about if Trump stays. If I'll Trump stays, you move to we're moving to Canada. I, I think I think I it's know. a wake I think I think it's a serious wake up call. I think it's going to be if This is America, man. This no, is America. Hear, well, hear me out cuz we talked about how there's so many Republicans in the Senate or House that haven't said anything in support of Trump. Uh-huh. So, let's say he does win. What happens the, the, now? Trump is going to be like the mafia. Look, you didn't support me when I needed right. you. Get the fuck out. I'm not going right. to support so, you. Right. So, but he can't, he can't, you just can't kick out senators. Well, no, but but I mean, if you can. Wins, can you make sure you delete this and don't put this podcast up? Uh, what? I don't want anybody coming after me. I was just kidding. I was like, if Trump oh. wins, can you just make sure this one doesn't go up? Because we said a bunch right. of bullshit. So I, yeah. I mean, if if he if like he I does, said, all win, I didn't have internet. I think <laughs> if if he does if he does win, it's just like hunker down. Like hunker yeah, down, people. I mean, like it's, it's, we got it. We got to no, get but, through these next four years, and then we're really done with them. I got. I got a button anymore. Oh, watch! <laughs> you know, like, watch! Like it, he, he had he had a meme that he. Put you, gonna, up. you say you're he gonna said, go with the the tyrant the tyranny of yeah Trump. all the years. It was like we, Trump 2024, we Trump 2028. Yeah, we can't know because we didn't see this coming. We didn't see the pandemic coming. We didn't see anything that 2020 brought us. So we can't really go on anything that we knew before. If 2020 exactly. taught us anything, is that there is no there is no rules. There is no plan. There is nothing that we can find safety and security in, except for the fact that there is nothing that we can find safety and security in. Yeah, like, it's a major reset. 
Yeah. It's like there's there's a, like the there's a the year zero, and then there's twenty twenty. Like Y two K, Y two K. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Y two K over again. Everything resets. <laughs> you gotta reset. We gotta you gotta hit rock bottom to build again and 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 move on from that. Because whatever you knew before, forget about it. All right, I we're do gonna- have a little bit of hope just uh, to throw out. I do have I do have hope that just the natural replacement of Trump will immediately help in the, the places he damaged because people knew it was him. And Biden had already built some relationships. So I feel like we will already have a little bit started in those areas. Um, yeah. I, that, that gives me a little bit hey, of hope. It, so hope is Biden, great. Hope is well, free. Biden's <laughs> been there before. So, yeah. you know, like, right. uh, yeah, I mean, he's been there before. So he knows what to expect from a, a previous presidency that, that now that we look back, it was a lot better than this most recent ones. <laughs> <laughs> like I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would have said that George W. Bush was actually a good president in comparison to this oh. most recent Republican president. Man, everybody used to clown his ass and now mm-hmm. you're like, Oh shit, I was one of those people. we got. I was one of those people. I had, an an Noah, I had a no effect shirt that said war on errorism and it had it's George ter- W. Bush's face as a clown ter- face. Like <laughs> every time he said I, I, Iraqi, I just I couldn't. No, like, he I said uh, nu- he said nuclear and not nuclear. nuclear. No, he, that's why he said things. weapons of mass destruction because he couldn't say nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. Yeah. All right, nuclear. do you guys have your dope shit to share so we can wrap things up? Uh, you know what I do? Uh, I do actually. Uh, there's this podcast that I came across. It's from this historian. His name's John Meacham. Uh-huh. Pulitzer Prize winning uh, historian. He has a couple podcasts that I just started listening to. John G-O-N? Is, uh, G- yes, no H, I believe. Okay. John Meacham. Uh, he has his podcast. He has two podcasts I'm listening to. One is called It Was Said. It's a podcast where he takes these speeches that are, you know, world renowned, like one, like the I Have a Dream speech, and he basically breaks it down, you know, like how it affected the community and stuff like that. But then this other one is called hope through history. And he takes, uh, things that happened in the past, like the polio, the polio, uh, pandemic, the mm-hmm. Spanish flu, the, the, the depression. And he analyzes how our country got through those things and how the hope of how we got through those past things in our country, how mm-hmm. we could use that hope, and knowledge to get through current crisis, current crises, or even future ones. So learning through learning to get through current crisis from our history that we got through. So it's, it's yeah. really cool, really cool little podcast that I came across. Oh yeah, he he, he comes on the Bill Maher a lot. This guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sweet. But yeah, right, hope, hope through hope through history is the one that I just started listening to. It's it's really cool because I mean you can learn everything from history. And how you could take hope from certain things that were terrible, and how how did how did we get through it? How do we get through a pandemic in the early 1900s with nowhere near the technology we have today? Uh-huh. So we could do it. It's just it's just a matter of wanting to. So yeah. this is the podcast. Hope for hope through history. Hope through history available yep. everywhere. You just in the podcast. John Mitchum, J O N M E A M E A C H A M. John Mitchum. Yeah, he's a cool guy. All right, Kim, what do you got? So, uh, you know, this big, huge movement that's gone on, Save the Children and the sex trafficking um, 
half and half. I've seen a lot of performance activism and a lot of like actual tools that have been given. Um, one of the things I think people can educate themselves on is the mindset, um, not so much on sex trafficking. There's a lot of people that are just trying to put a bunch of information out on sex trafficking. We, we mm -hmm. can share that. That's very easy. But uh, I've, I found we watched two documentaries on this uh, cult leader dude, um, Keith um, from the Which Nexium guy? group. Oh, was, yes. Keith something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his last name, but um, he's in. There's two documentaries. One's this one's called Seduced. It's out on Stars now, and then uh -huh. HBO has The Vow. Watch both of them because they're very, very intriguing. The Vow has a lot more of the people that were directly around Keith, and like even men that were, you know, seduced by him mentally. And then The Vow speaks more, um, or the Seduced comes more from the uh, supermodel's daughter um, that was drug into this. And then the, the vow is more of the actress uh, from the 90s. So the reason I'm bringing this up is it, it shows you how intelligent people that are very smart people, rich people, these people are educated, um, their children uh, were drawn into these cults because they were told that they were special and then they were not given attention by him, right? There were these mm -hmm. mind tricks that were played, like I'm going to build you up, but then I'm going to reject you. I'm going to build you up and I'm going to reject you. It got so bad where he had a group of women that he had branded. They were branding themselves. They were, they had to, they had to ask to eat food. They had oh, to ask wow. to eat calories. Um, <clears throat> and then everybody that started finding out about this within the group, because it looked very commercial. They were having big retreats and walking on coals and Tony Robbins shit and all of that. And it looked very commercial, but on the backside, it was very dark and there was very demented, right? So I think it's very important that um, people educate themselves on um, how young women and, and even men um, mentally and psychologically, even educated people. Right now, the Save the Children thing is very focused on low-income housing areas or places that people feel are uneducated. But if you look at the numbers, a lot of educated white suburbia girls are falling for these these sex trafficking rings and all of this stuff too, um, these cults. So uh, I found both of them to be, um, people are like, which one's better? I found both of them to be, you know, um, informational uh, and educational. Hmm. So that's, that's what I figure. If you want to get away from political, if you want to get away from anything that's kind of like, you know, like that you've been dealing with and you want something new uh, as far as something that you want to focus on and kind of educate yourself on, especially if you have kids and none of these moms saw this coming. Uh, so I think that's something that I think uh, you could educate yourself on. And um, stars has a free trial right now. HBO, I think has a free trial as well. Yeah. Man, that was a, that was a good commercial. <laughs> Shoot. That's, that's, yeah. No, yeah that was, that was I'm good. definitely going to check those out. Yeah. I, I love the, I, I watched wild wild country, which is about the cult in Oregon in the eighties. That, that was mm. great. So definitely going to, uh, I saw that, that Keith Rainier, Rainier got like sentenced to like life, pretty much life, like 26 consecutive sentences yep. or something like that. Uh, and so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look into that, that next season. I, I wasn't aware of it. Uh, but anyway, my dope shit of of the week is a little on, on a lighter note. So the new Buster Rhymes album dropped uh, yeah. this week, and Buster Rhymes and has yes, one. so extension level event two. What and it's been dropping like videos on uh, on YouTube, floor music videos and lyrics videos. Uh, there's a song with Kendrick Lamar on there that is so dope. Kendrick's verse is so good. 
Uh, it's called Look Over Your Shoulder, and it samples, it samples like young Michael Jackson. Wow. Mm. Uh, but he has, there's a Mary J. Blige track. There's a Mariah Carey. Uh, there's an Eminem. Uh, Chris Rock is all over the album. What the, where have I been? And why are Man. we not? It's on, it's on Spotify, uh, ELE too. Uh, the video, there's one video that I was so proud of. Uh, the one called uh, Tsar. It's with uh, Lil Zane. Uh, Lil Zane. Uh, Billy, Billy Dance. For, no. Billy Dance and what's the other guy? The short guy. Fuck. From uh, MOP. Uh, and uh, no, uh, and at the beginning of the video, so Busta is dressed up like a like a messiah type shit. Let's not show it so we don't get cut off. Uh, and he walks out of the water and is greeted by these uh, soldiers, like uh, kind of African type soldier. And then the uh, the first guy who talks, he goes, Gaindeni Parenen Reyup, which actually, which is Wolof from Senegal. And it says, it means the lions are ready to kill everything. And Buster Rhymes responds, Jirajif, which means thank you. And when I saw that, I was like, oh! <laughs> we're in a Busta Rhymes video I feel like you need to do reaction videos also oh. I feel a little let down that like this was not in the chat after hip hop bingo like how could you no, not no, no. help, help you some friends out <laughs> hip hop bingo is next week well Thursday I mean so I, 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 like, you could have you let us know like maybe some of us that were under a rock cause like that would have helped my whole week out oh listen no look it, it is it is it is dope there, like I said, Chris Rock, there's uh, ODBs on it. Wow. But he's just doing uh, like sample. hooks. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Brooklyn Zoo sample. Uh, but yeah, th- there's a lot of like, he has a track with Rakim. So Damn. this is like, there's 20 something tracks on this album. Who, who produced this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does I'm it, does find it out who produced short? it. No, I, I find out. So 2020 put out some fire music, I will say. Right, well, Common came out with a new album too. I didn't recently. see that either. That's why I was, I was shaking my head to that. Um, producers, Jay Dilla, Buster Rhymes, Knotts, Premier, Scratch, High Tech, Innocent Pack, Ninth mm. Wonder, uh, Rock Wilder. Yeah, this is Swiss Beats. This is pretty, Man. this is good. All-star cast right there. There's a Rick Wass, there's a Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, I it, 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 it is check that out. This is Bell Hey, ELE, that ELE album was something else when that came out i'm more of the coming i'm more of the coming is his first one is my favorite one yeah but honestly after listening to this i'm like yo buster rhymes is i don't want to get without a whole goat shit i think that's ridiculous but i'm like the man hasn't lost it he still puts out fire music so shout out to buster rhymes ele2 it's available spotify wherever you get your music it's on there it's so fucking good and that's my dope shit of the week um Quick announcements before we wrap up. Uh, so yes, hip hop bingo returns. Um, I'm not gonna like. Actually, I don't know what I'm saying now because it's, it's limited tickets, and we're gonna send this out to our mailing list. So if you want to be, if you want to be, uh, if you be uh, in our mailing list for hip hop bingo, you can go to thefeedback.com. Uh, damn it, I should have been ready for that. I don't even know. Anyway, I'll put it out one time so you sign up on the mail list. We're sending out to everybody who's going to Hip Hop Bingo. So we're taking Hip Hop Bingo online. Uh, so it's going to be dope. Other than that, if you love this show, do me a favor. 
go and leave a review on iTunes or, you know, follow it on Spotify, uh, follow the feedback everywhere on the social medias. And uh, this is the last live show we're doing. So I want to thank everybody who's tuned in live from now on. We're just going to like record offline and then put it out every Monday. Uh, So thank you everybody who participated in the chat. Uh, Thank you for the comments. Shout out to everybody out there. We're still stressed out about this. Like by the time you listen to this, we'll have a president. There's no way <laughs> it can take that long to figure out who the fuck won. And Nevada got to get this shit together. All right, get out of your, we'll see. get out of the desert. Just get your ass out and count. Yeah. All right, right, Alex, thank you so much. As always, yeah, thanks for having me, Kim. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. And uh, we'll have the links to them. They've been on the show before, so you know them. You love them. And we'll talk to you next time. Cha-cha. Or you love to hate them, one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. We're, we're haters at the end of the day anyway. And Alex, I'll um, see you in fantasy football. All right. Ciao. Yeah. Bye.